Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 104. What's going on with you, Matt? Not much. Just thinking about the greatest four of all time, Brett Favre. Yeah, we 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 got that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here we'll start out with the greats. The greats. We'll start out with the greats. The uh, the greatest uh, numbers number fours. You have Bobby Orr in the NHL, Brett Favre in the NFL, Lou Gehrig in Major League Baseball, and Jeff Shehas in the NBA. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that was the uh, that was the all time greats to wear number four in the four major sports. You know, I actually met one of those that you named. Uh, Favre. No, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Mm-hmm. He cool. Was, he was signing uh, autographs uh-huh. and passing out double stuff Oreos at the All Star game. What? In like '89 or whenever when it 90... was at the Civic Arena. No, the one in the '80s at the Civic Arena. When like Gretzky Gretzky played in the game but didn't do the skills competition, I was dude. I was young. There like, was, was I was in like third grade, and like I went there. I didn't know who he was. My so dad was you're like, talking like eighty six? No, not that young. It was it was like eighty eight, eighty nine. Because there was also there was one in the ninety ninety one. Yeah, there was one later. Like there's one in the there's in the mid nineties. Yeah, and that was like you're right. It might have been eighty eight. I, I just because I, I remember like, some I, honestly because I have a picture with the Stanley Cup. And right, the glasses that I was wearing in that picture were my like. Well, third keep, grade keep pair, mind since this is know? Pittsburgh and people don't throw T-shirts away. I saw that T-shirt not too long ago. Somebody oh, I have was, a pennant. I have a pennant something yeah. somewhere. Um, but I, I have the picture with the cup, and I have a comic book that was produced by Nabisco about the virtues of teamwork and sportsmanship, and it's autographed by Bobby Orr. And I thought it was lost forever. And then I found it when I was going through some stuff at my parents' house. And then I found the other one, because my brother had one too, so I actually didn't lose either of them and was able to, like, you know, give my brother his copy back. Um, so, yeah, good good for Bobby Orr being, you know, he wasn't wearing his number four jersey, obviously, when I met him. Um, he doesn't incorporate his number into his signature like some players do. Um, right. Wasn't such a big deal to be number four back then. Like, it's, like, a pretty common number for de- for a defenseman. Right. So, and you know, Bobby Orr, I mean, he revolutionized defenseman play. He did. Um, and he has a statue after his famous diving play. Right, which wasn't even that spectacular of a goal. Um, you hear people talk about it a lot. Like, it was just kind of like a funny tip-in. Yeah, and I mean. Then and then he launched himself. Like, yeah. Like, you see, you see, like, the, the video of him, like, spread eagle, and you, you figure, like, he had to do some sort of, like, magnificent feat just to get his stick on the puck. But he was just kind of there. And just kind of deflected it in, and then just did like the best uh, you know goal celebration that he could come up with at the time, which was to just you know dive head first, dive across the goal line, yeah. So that was so that was good. So those those are like the the all time greats of of the number four spot. That is Lou Gehrig, of course. I mean, everybody never met him. No, he died before our parents were thought of. Mm, well, I don't know, you know if thought of, yeah, but my dad was born in forty three. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was still playing when your dad was probably oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was definitely gone before we were thought of. Lou Gehrig, of course. I mean, 
is Lou fucking Gehrig, and he has a disease named after him. Yeah, and that's not the only thing he you know. Did, you but know? he was a hell of a baseball player. He was on all those Murderers Row teams mm-hmm. of the Yankees. He was called the Iron Horse. The Iron Horse. He never missed games. Never missed games. Cal, Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken. was such a huge deal. Broke his yeah. uh, game record. Yeah, when, when uh, we two, watched one, three, that. Two, one, three, one. I'll never forget that number. Yeah, that, that was like a big deal, and they they showed that on ESPN. But, I mean, it took that long, you know. Yeah, Cal Jr. was the one that broke Luke Gehrig's record. record. Uh, and I'll remember the number. Two, one, three, one was the number. Uh, for some reason, that'll always stick in my head. I don't know why. I'm... I'm Kind of scared to even look up who's the like current leader in consecutive uh, games. I, I, no the way they the way they handle like rosters these uh, these yeah. days with like maintenance days for guys who aren't even hurt. Um, you, you know the term that keeps coming up this year in the NBA is load management. Load management. You know, I heard LeBron was all pissed off about that shit. They want him to sit a game. He's like, yeah, I'm he didn't want to sit. And like you know, Kawhi has has sat like important road games. You know, where, like, vis- visiting fans have to be guaranteed, you know, some some likelihood that they're going to actually see the players that they're going to see. If you're going to sit some of your players, sit them at the home games, you know. Then then you're pissing off the season ticket holders. Then you're pissing off season ticket holders, and, holders and you're pissing off the home fans. Hey, here's the thing. If you're healthy to play, play. I you're going to take a chance and get injured no matter what sport you play. There's always that chance you're going to get injured. But yeah. if you're healthy... You play. That's like LeBron said. He goes, I'm healthy. I play basketball. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't know. Like, uh, Sean Elliott, who does the Spurs games, was talking about, I mean, it's like, you know, being a 19, 20-year-old rookie in the NBA, and you've played ball, like, your whole life, you know? And you, you've, like, you know, you go out and play until the streetlights come on, and then you go to bed, like, wake up, do it again the next day. And then all of a sudden you get to the NBA and you've got like coaches and doctors telling you like no you can't play ball today like you can't you can't shoot like you, you got to just ride the bike today like while everyone else scrimmages yeah you know and it's it's got to be like very foreign seeming um, you know and it's it's your job and it's your your bosses tell you how to do your job better you know right I mean um, everybody has that. at least they're in a union. Maybe maybe you know I don't I don't see the players rising up and like demanding like fewer days off. In the next CBA, but at least they could bargain for it. Yeah. Unlike us schmoes. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, what we got? Brett Favre, number four. I mean, his career speaks for itself. Um, and if we were doesn't, for- he will send you a picture of his penis. We were, <laughs> we were fortunate enough to be able to see all of Brett Favre's career. Um, yeah. And, uh, Literally, like, I remember watching games with, like, Don Majikowski <laughs> and being like, who's this chump? You know, and then one day he got hurt, and Brett Favre came in, and the rest was history. Yeah. Um, Brett I've, seen, I've seen there's something about Mary, like, two dozen times. Brett, Brett, <laughs> Brett Favre's first pass in the NFL was to Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know I mean, that, it's, it is, it's awesome. I mean, he, his name raised John Madden to, like, self-parody. Yeah. Like, I don't think we'd have Frank Caliendo if we didn't have, like, John Madden talking about Brett Favre. And if Brett Favre wasn't Brett Favre, then John Madden couldn't talk about Brett Favre. And then you have, uh, how about the game after his dad died? Yeah, that was in very Oakland, emotional. In Oakland, yes. and he went out and threw, yeah. what, six touchdowns? Yeah, 300 and some odd yards. And... Uh-huh. I was watching that at, like, a Christmas party, like a, like a couple's Christmas party, and, like, a couple of the dudes were like who were paying attention to the game were, like, crying. And, like, everybody else was like, what's wrong, dude? Like... Like I, I knew what was going on. I was just like, "That's that's a pretty big deal." But, it was a Monday night game. His yeah. dad passed away on Sunday, yeah. and he's like, "Look, he goes, 
I'm gonna play. My dad would want me to play, you know, and else like that. And he went out and had a hell of a fucking game on that yeah. one, um, you know. And then and everybody's gonna remember Brett Favre for the "Am I gonna retire? Am I not gonna retire?" Hey, yeah, that, um, that, that became that, self parody. That, be, that became its own thing of like Brett Favre retires. Hey, wait, the Minnesota Vikings said. We'll come play for us. We'll pay you. No, he went to the Jets first. Well, he went to the Jets first, and and because he couldn't go from the Packers to the Vikings. Yeah, they weren't letting that. It's happen. It's divisional. It's not going to happen. But yeah, he went to the Jets, um, and then then he went to the Vikings. But I I like to point out that his career he had three different career ending interceptions because yeah. like he the way he like pussyfooted around retirement the first time with the Packers like he threw a pick in like a playoff game. And it was game over, and you're like, "Well, shit, that's the last we're ever going to see a Favre." And then he comes back with the Jets the next year, and I'm pretty sure he ended that season with an interception. And then he ended up with the Vikings. Went to the NFC Championship game, and that was Bounty Gate. Yeah, that was Bounty Gate at the NFC Championship game with the Saints, uh, with Brett Favre. And then he had one more year with them when they played in Gopher Stadium. Um, oh wow! And he didn't come back until. I think it was like week two or something. Yeah, where they convinced him to come back again. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fiasco in its own. So I, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to like, it's hard to hang him up, and you know, the same the same thing. It's a lot easier for like a linebacker to switch teams than it is for a quarterback. So, so like, if you got somebody that, like, still wants you to be their quarterback, like, after, like, the team that you've won Super Bowls with is kind of like, eh, you should probably leave. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I can't I can't say that he shouldn't do that. I'm glad I, I'm glad it wasn't, like, the Steelers that he was, like, playing did you see footsie his, with. Did you see his uh, uh, Hall of Fame induction? No. So, whenever, like, so that year, whenever his Hall of Fame induction was, the Packers played the Hall of Fame game. Uh-huh. And, um... The Aaron, of course, the Packers were in attendance and whatnot. Aaron Rodgers was there and everything. And um, he was talking in his speech. He goes, I still think I could play. He goes, you know, he goes, who was the coach? Mike uh, from Greenfield. Oh, McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He said, I talked to Mike yesterday and said, hey, how about I get the, can I get the first series in the game? He goes, and he says, I don't think Aaron would be okay with that. And he showed Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in the, in his seats like, yeah, <laughs> just just like keeping his mouth shut, kind of giving this look like, mm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, and I don't even think Aaron Rodgers even played in that game. But uh, and for the NBA, I am not sure who Jeff uh, Skehazis. I've never was. heard of <laughs> Yeah, my mom just texted me. They were at the. I I I saw on the Facebook my mom and dad went to Elton tonight, mm-hmm. and I texted her on my way home from work, and she's like. I was like, hey, how is Elton? And so-and-so and so-and-so said hi from hi tonight at work. They said, oh, tell your mom that we said hi. And right. she just texted me back and says, oh, it was great. And tell them I said hi back. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm recording now, Mom. I'm not at work anymore. Sorry. I will tell them next time I see them. Uh, in the meantime, for the Steelers, you had uh, Byron Leftwich wearing number four. He has a Super Bowl ring with the Steelers. Um, Josh Miller, punter, longtime punter. Um, he actually has a Super Bowl ring with New England. Yeah. Uh, Dan Straczynski. Another punter. Another punter. It's a good punter number. Yeah, it is. Number four, uh, Andy Tomasic. He was in 1942. Frank Banowski. He was in 1940. And Mel Pittman in 35. So Those guys from like the 30s and 40s were probably like running backs. Tight ends, running backs. Yeah, you know, quarterback. 
quarterback in those days just took handoffs. Right. Or took direct snaps and ran. And then we have, uh, for the Penguins, uh, Noel Price, Bob Blackburn, Dave Burrows, Dale Talon, Paul Baxter, Marty McSorley. Oh, yeah. That's a name. Yeah, it sucks that we had him for, like, a brief brief window. He's we, mostly remembered as, like, a goon. Yeah, he's remembered and as a headhunter. Yeah. Like, kind of kind of. We had him for, what, a year movie. and a half, I think. He, yeah. We had a year, and then he was a trade deadline guy. He didn't or, do or, any of that shenanigans when he was winning. Or he, he, he came to us as a trade deadline, and we had him the year after. We had him for a year, and then we got rid of him as a trade deadline the next year. Uh, Phil Bork, uh, he wore number four there for a minute. Uh, Chris Dallas, Dwight Schofield. I remember him briefly. Uh, Larry Murphy. Uh, Gord Deneen. Greg Andersack. Greg uh, Hog Hogod. Corey Foster, Kevin Hatcher. I forgot we had Kevin Hatcher. Dude. Yeah, he was good for us. I forgot. I, I, that was Hatcher. he was a good guy to get. Jeff Norton, Bobby Dulles, Mike Wilson, uh, Jamie Pushar, uh, Dan Foshit, Corey Cross, Noah Welsh, Rob Skidari, Scuds, uh, Jordan Leopold, uh, Zabenik McCallick, oh, yeah. uh, Mark oh, yeah. Eaton, and currently Justin Schultz. Schultzy. Justin Schultz there. He uh, of the famous beer chug. Yes, it was a famous beer chug. Uh, and then we got the Pirates. So, um, number four, Ralph Kiner. Uh, I believe number four for the Pirates is retired with Ralph Kiner's name on it, I believe. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. It sounds about right. Uh, 1947 to 53 uh, there. I believe number four is retired. Sid Gordon Ward after that. Bob Skinner. Uh, I remember Bob Skinner, too. The name, I don't remember watching him play. Uh, he played in the 60s. Um, let's see. Dale Barra? Remember Dale Barra? I don't really remember Dale Barra, but I'm, I'm sure I was at games where he was like... 77 to 84. Yeah, I, I'm sure I was in the stadium like yeah. on a day when he was like, you know... Mike Brown, one year, I don't remember him. And then Mike Lavalier apparently wore number four for one year. Spanky. Yeah. Okay. Apparently he wore number four for one year in 1987. That was his first year. Yeah. yeah. So he that came was... over in a trade, so they yeah, probably just yeah. like, here's four, kid. Yeah, that was the year we got him and Van Slyke and Drabeck. No, we got Mike Dunn in that trade, was the pitcher. We had Drabeck already. That's right. Yeah, we, we added we added a piece. We didn't we didn't get our like first starter that year. Like Drabeck was good all year. Mike Dunn was decent, but like I don't know. He didn't stick around. Speaking of Andy Van Slyke, man, have you seen him in those uh ads with uh frank thomas and doug flutie for the like male enhancement yes it's uh i feel kind of old that makes me feel kind of old <laughs> not gonna lie man frank frank thomas still looks great but Vance like i mean the age is showing like, yeah he's, he's a little gray uh when they show him like lifting weights like he's got like old man muscles you know good muscles but old man muscles nonetheless and uh you know not not saying he wouldn't kick my ass but just you know and then Flutie's like, I don't know. Flutie's older than both those guys. I feel like. I mean, I don't. I don't get to see many Notre Dame games these days because I'm watching like. Or it wasn't even on this. It was on ACC Network this week. I didn't get to see that. So. Yeah. So I don't know how Flutie's supposed to look these days, but he he doesn't look great in those ads. Um, it's 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 depressing when you're up that late, and uh, you know you say hey, it's Andy Van Slyke. You're like, hey Van Slyke, you're you're still good. It is. So uh, we'll move on. Uh, 
here we have uh so no river hounds to speak unfortunately they uh have moved on to golf season yeah uh, <laughs> well it's not golf season in pittsburgh anymore but uh the river hounds of course are were knocked out of the playoffs uh last week and um unfortunately have not moved on who is um i don't even know i was just gonna say like i didn't i didn't tune in for that i did um, not tune in for the usl um conference finals and then i would yeah. guess the championship would be this weekend mm-hmm. um saturday saturday night's college football games were kind of crap yeah, were the yeah, ones yeah, that you could actually watch well, yeah i mean you know uh in the meantime but no that's no that's before we get into i'm not that, saying that's my before excuse. we get that you look up usl and, and also yeah. um uh, well <laughs> you look up usl yeah. uh i got uh talk about some wpial football going on uh football playoffs this week at heinz field this saturday Coming up uh, the 16th, you have uh, 1A, Clareton, taking on Stowe Rocks. In 3A, you have Central Valley and Aliquippa. Uh, 4A, Thomas Jefferson and Bell Vernon. In 6A, Matt's alma mater, Central Catholic, taking on Pine Richland. 2A and 5A and 5A are still in semis, and championship games will be played at Norwin High School. So real quick, your 2A semis are going to be... Southside Beaver and Charleroi, Freedom, and that game's going to be at Cannon Mac. Freedom and Steel Valley, that game's going to be at Montour. And your, um, uh, wait, did they already? Why is this showing? Oh, am I looking at last year? I am, I am looking at 2018. What the hell? Why are they giving me oh damn website? Jesus Christ. Right. Why is this website the one I was on earlier today worked perfectly fine and now this one is not computing properly. I gotta say, cause two A Avonworth was in it. Dude, like the it's unfortunate that the best coverage of college or of, of high school sports is behind the Post Gazette paywall. Um, it's it's hard to find reliable stuff, you know. Somebody I think actually took the liberties with the uh, Max Preps page for my alma mater, right? And made the made the head coach name switched it to the name of someone who's definitely not the head coach. Um, so you know, there's 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 always like. Some like suspect info out there about the high school sports. The the one I was on earlier was showed like Avonworth and whatnot, but they are being played at Norwin. Uh, the that's the five A and the two uh, A. Uh, they're still in semis this week, and then their finals are next weekend. Uh, I apologize for I should have saved the website that I had on earlier. Oh no, um, biggie! I found the USL stuff we were looking. USL for. stuff there, Matt. So what we got big surprise, here? Louisville City. Um, beat Indy eleven three to one on uh, on Saturday. And I think so. That... They're they're in the final against Real Monarchs, um, who I'm gonna guess are from Sacramento, but I really have no idea. The Real Monarchs beat the El Paso Locomotive two to one, and that sets up for the USL final, which it's I, I think it's in Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, it's gonna be in okay. Louisville. So it's gonna be in Louisville. It's Sunday night at seven thirty. Um, which actually makes more sense than MLS having their final on a Sunday at three. Well, yeah, because MLS played last week during NFL games, 
And they played in, uh, that was Toronto FC and... Um, against Seattle. And against Seattle, Seattle. Sounders. Yeah. Yeah. And um, didn't watch much of that. Uh, who won Who won that one? Seattle ended up winning. Okay, so Seattle won again. Yeah. Okay. No big deal. I mean, it was on opposite the Steeler game. Like, By I the way, do you know who the owner is? The majority owner of the Seattle Sounders is? It's Paul Allen from Microsoft, isn't it? Right. Do you know who is the second... Uh, Owner the, is it not Drew Carey? It is Drew Carey. Yeah, he's he's a, he's big. I've, I see some some pictures of him with the ownership group. You know, I I didn't know that until like the other day when it said your your top richest owners in in professional sports, and I'm like, Drew Carey's like a majority owner. Drew, Drew Carey's like my <laughs> rival like three times over because he's a Browns fan. He's from I'm, Cleveland. I, of course, am a Steelers fan. I know he's from Cleveland. I've seen his program. I, I understand the, the concept that they're from Cleveland. Um, <laughs> the song is a dead giveaway. Um, so yeah, so he's he's so he's a Browns fan. He's also a fan of Glasgow Rangers, which is you know the other Scottish team that's second to my Celtic, who I follow. And then like yeah, you know I kind of prefer the Timbers to the Sounders. Sorry, Drew. You know if if you ever listen to this podcast, like it's. Nothing personal, but you know, we don't we don't we don't get along about sports. So I heard he was really cool to the, the people at like the suite level. When I've when never met him for the Steelers, I've never met him. I, I think you need to like create some type of T-shirt and go on the Prices Right. And be like, oh yeah, and like like one of those awful mashup shirts. Like and be like Drew like Carey's half or... half Steelers, half Celtic, and like Portland on the back or something. Yeah, and like Drew mm-hmm. Carey, and then have like uh, like a paint thing on there. It says. You know, Drew carries my sports nemesis. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and then he'll say something wise-ass. And then I'll land on a dollar. That's because that's the way I always dreamed it would go down. Right? I mean, I'd still rather go with Bob Barker, but... Well, I, I mean, I, you know... I, I I don't even know what I would say to Bob Barker. Ever since I found out that he was born on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, did you know that? No. Was it Pine Ridge or, Pine Ridge or Rosebud? One of, one of, like, the big ones in, like, South Dakota. So is he considered Indian? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's got some ancestry. Yeah, dude. Just hey, make. Bob sure Barker's a legend. Make sure your pets are spayed and neutered. And that's very important. It is. Know? Mine are. Mine are too. Well, you know, uh, there's gonna be no little Stellas running around here. Yeah, they have they they have like bad attitudes, but they're at least like they're <laughs> no longer fertile. <laughs> Actually, I got so lucky with my cat. Yeah. Because I mean, oh, yeah. you, you've had cats forever. Yeah, and, and I've spent time with Stella too. Yeah, you yeah. spent time. I got so lucky with her that she like wants to be like loved and cuddled mm. and hung out with, and she's not one of those like I will come to you when I feel like it, and you will feed me whenever I want fed, and I will stand on your chest and paw at your face. Ah, like she doesn't do yeah. that. She'll she'll lay on my chest. She doesn't paw at my face. She'll lay on my chest and she sleeps and she wants to cuddle and she wants to hang out. She's not one of those, like, you've disturbed me cat. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, most of your cats are chill and kind of hide a little bit. And then well, they, yeah. You don't, none of your cats are, like, the ones that are, like, all up in your face and cuddle you anytime they get a chance. Mm-hmm. You know? Nah, the, the one, okay, so there's one cat who's very, like, he's very much a lap cat, and sometimes you're not into that, you know? Right. Um... But it's just like, does, is that really the worst thing that could happen to you no, in your day? No. You know what I mean? Like, an, an animal wants to hang out with you? Like yeah. It's, you that's know? awesome. The thing is, they're not like people. They're not going to hold a grudge if you tell them no. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll forget about it. 
Yeah. And then they'll come back like 15 minutes later with like the same level of confidence they had before. It's very hard to alienate a cat. So if you, if you don't want your cat to sit on you, just tell it to go away. Yeah, you pick Lock it up. Lock him in the basement if you, if you, you have to. I'll, I'll sit here. I'll be like today. I was on the computer yeah. typing up notes. Stella comes up and jumps on my lap. I'm like, Stella, I'm really trying to do notes right now. So I pick her up and I move her over to the other cushion as a unit lay here next to me. I was mm-hmm. like, what do I got to do notes? And Amanda's the one that will lay on the couch and, like, spread out and put the laptop on her actual lap mm. and work where I have it on the table. And then, so Stella would just, like, lay next to her on her leg while mm. she's still working. Oh, really? So then Stella didn't like to be on the cushion, so she sat here on the arm of the couch and sat here and stared at me and stared at the computer and stared <laughs> at me. I was like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? So after I got done, I leaned back next thing, you know, boom, she's on the lap. Yeah. I'm like... You just had to wait a minute. I'm not like mom, where mom just like sprawls out on the couch, puts a laptop down, and then you still have room to like get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, we got, uh, so after some WPL talk, we talked a little bit of soccer there. Um, what's your international soccer look like coming up? Anything it's good? international break. Oh. So, no. Nothing. Nothing good. Um, the U.S. The U.S. has a match coming up. Let's, it's, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like, a friendly or if it counts for the uh nations league that they're having right now it is on it's on friday night against canada and it is for the nations league it is group a sorry league a of the nations league which is some fake tournament that they made up during like the off season the off year that it's not a world cup or a gold cup they're having nations league and it's not really that important. Um, Canada beat USA like 2-0 the last time that we played them, and it was very embarrassing and bad. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not really exciting times for the U.S. men's team. Um, so that that's what's going on here, and then they're probably doing qualifiers in Europe. Um, it's all very crappy, because someday we had Liverpool versus Man City. It was like the game of the week. Uh, Liverpool won, so they're they're kind of running away with the title right now. But in like the second tier of teams, you've got Leicester again and Chelsea, and Chelsea's got the young American and just a generally like young roster altogether. Um, so the Premier League has been getting a little more interesting, you know, for for neutrals, for fans that like the top teams. Uh, I've, I was enjoying Champions League and Europa League. That was last week. Um, you know, Tottenham's, you know, they're, they're back on it. Uh, Man City had a scare, but they're, they're going to get through. They're going to, I think I told you about it last week. They, they had their keeper sent off. Yeah. But they, st- okay. So they, yeah, yeah. they managed a one, one draw. So, yeah. so they're fine. Like all the, all the big English teams are doing fine in their Euro competitions. And now we're on international break and it's just, it's just kind of boring. Well, you know, thank thank God for college football because I could, I could just wake up and watch that. Well, NBA started. Matt, we're sitting here uh, watching the fourth quarter of the um, L.A. Um, Golden State basketball game, and yeah. uh, L.A. is pretty much running the running the uh, floor uh, with a twenty six point lead, one hundred and sixteen to ninety uh, here in the fourth, and I think Golden State their run might be done. I mean. It is, uh, they've had some bad showings against, uh, the Clippers, uh, against San Antonio, now against LA, uh, Lakers, 
So I mean, that, that this looks like their runs coming coming to an end, and, and um, just some bad basketball. Being well, they don't right they there. don't have their three best players from last year because Durant got injured and went to a different team, and he still hasn't played yet. He still hasn't. He's probably not going to play all year. But but Durant got injured and went to another team. Clay Thompson got injured in the off in in the last in the final series of last season. And so, how about ADs sitting in a suit today? What well, the fuck's that about? Uh, maintenance day, maintenance day, load management. Probably, I, I didn't hear about an injury with him. Um, but you know, you still get to watch LeBron, and yeah, like Golden, they don't have Curry, Thompson, or Durant from their team last year. And yeah, Curry's out on injury. Yeah, Curry's Curry's hand is injured. There's Clay. Clay Thompson, like that's that's what he's gonna wear all year. Probably, I don't think he's gonna play. I mean, he, you know. Bad injuries and yeah, like there's a chance that Golden State could actually get like a high pick in the off season. I mean, they they, they could end up in the lottery the way it's going. There's a and shot then for that. and then they then then they'd have Curry back. And I haven't watched too much NBA yet this year. Um, I have to look to actually see when Amanda and I go up to Cleveland here in a week or two, uh, ten ten days, I guess. Yeah. See if LeBron. See, well, well, it won't be LeBron. Well, hey, well, <laughs> well, see who they're playing. And last last time you went to Cleveland, LeBron was in town. Yeah, right? yeah. We're so, like, we're like, oh, uh, like you know, Cavs tickets are like ten bucks. You're like, cool. Like, well, who are they going to be home whenever we're there? Yeah, they're going to be home. Oh fuck, they're playing the Lakers. Tickets yeah. are like two hundred. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, so before we go on break, we'll go uh, PGA Tour real quick. Uh, the OHL Classic at El Camillion Golf Club in uh, Carmen, Mexico. If you haven't looked at the map to see where Carmen, Mexico is, it's on the tip of the part of Mexico that cuts back in on the bottom hook uh, where the Gulf in of Mexico... Yucatan Peninsula? State. Where the uh, Gulf of Mexico meets the Caribbean? Yeah. Is that the Yucatan? The Yucatan. Yucatan? Yucatan? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll give you Yucca. that. I, I thought it was like Yucatan, like Yucca root, but... It's cool. It could be that. One seat. I don't know. Uh, you got some big names in this. Uh, not everyone that you would like to see playing. A lot of these guys are getting ready uh, for the Hero World Challenge, which is Tigers Tournament down at uh, at the Bahamas. At uh, what course is that? I'll remember it later. Uh, it's interesting to me that the NFL and the PGA are in Mexico this week. <laughs> yeah. And then also... Uh, Actually, it's, these... it's not very surprising. It's 17 freaking degrees here in PA. And then you got a lot of these guys getting ready for um, uh, the President's Cup, which is going to be held in December in Australia. And then uh, the Hawaiian Swing starts up soon with all the Hawaiian courses, which are always awesome. There's that plantation course down there in yeah. Hawaii that they play. Um, that's the one that has that par four that a lot of guys can drive the green on because mm. it's got that... It's a dog leg right, and it's downhill. So because like, it's not enough to be in Hawaii. Yeah, you've got to you've got to have drivable par fours. Well, but to, this like, one, Dustin Johnson experience. almost had a hole one on. Yeah, it's fucking dope. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, you got that going on on the PGA Tour. Uh, NBA's going. F- oh, what a that's a. Nothing like when you, they dunk it off the coupling between the backboard yeah. and the rim. Yeah, and it kicked back out to half court. <laughs> and Golden State probably won't even get points out of it because they're terrible. Well, no, uh, no, they Golden State missed the oh, dunk. They missed the layup. They missed the dunk, missed... and LA missed the layup. Golden State's in yellow tonight. What? The Lakers are yellow. Uh, the Lakers are in purple tonight. They're at home. That's purple. Yeah. So whack. <laughs> 
And I thought, I'm the colorblind one, man. No, I can see what color they are, but like the Lakers are supposed to be yellow. The Lakers with home. purple trim. Yeah, the Lakers home home now are purple with yellow trim. Well, that's whack. I, 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 I'm not saying it isn't. Okay, yeah. Now I now he just turned around and I could see the the basketball logo on the front. Yeah. So yes, I I believe you. I just don't I, I don't agree with it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying it's not. Uh, I, I, I'm, it's I, not what yeah, I want yeah, or expect yeah, when yeah, I turn you want on the Lake, Lakers. Yeah, you want the Lakers in the yellow with the purple trim. I get it. They switched up. They switched up on me. Yep. Jag. Oh, shit. All right, folks. We're going to take a break right now. Listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview have going on, as well as other podcasts that they host, as well as our podcast. We'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports. We're going to talk a little bit of Penguins right now. Matt, have you uh, got to watch any some Penguin games at all? I watched last night. Matt, Amanda and I, uh, uh, she got home from work, and I had uh, a thing or two, and I met her. And uh, we didn't hash out dinner. And she's like, so what are we actually getting for dinner? I'm like, I gave you four options at noon, and you didn't answer to any of them. She's like, I didn't want any of those four options. Okay, what do you want? She goes, I just want a fucking burger. Hmm. All right, let's go to McMinn's. So she had a burger. It was Taco Tuesday. I had nine tacos. <laughs> nine tacos. They're fifty cent tacos, bro. <laughs> like, How big are they, though? I mean, Billy was cooking last night, so they were really good. Billy like nice. toast this tortilla shell. They're the full size tortilla shell. Yeah, like the the round tortilla shell. Uh-huh. Toast the tortilla shell on both sides, and he melts the cheese on the inside of the tortilla shell. Then he puts the meat inside, and then the cheese and everything else. And then more cheese and then more lettuce and everything. Um, they're not huge. I mean, mm. come on. You hit Taco Bell. They're probably Taco Bell size. Okay. I mean, they're 50-cent tacos. I couldn't eat nine Taco Bells. Uh, all right, so I'm a fat guy. I got <laughs> it. They also had $3 Bacardi O-Carts last night. Okay. Yeah, uh, our bill was $65. But anyway. Hey, that's, not uh, bad. <laughs> that's not bad at all. No, no, no. Not bad whenever you're, uh, you know, crushing local shit and trying to be somewhat inexpensive. Yeah. And, um... So we got to watch the Pens game last night. Um, so all in all, what I've come out of the Pens game is the Pens now are ten six and two. Uh, those two are listed now as the overtime losses, uh, and find themselves fourth in the division. The power play is what I've come to realize last night. The power play looks like shit. And I was talking to the guy next to me at the bar last night. This fucking power play is fucking horrible. He's like, yeah, they're like one for thirty, and then they scored two seconds later on a power play. I was like, nice. all right, so two for 31. you got to put the bad mouth on them sometimes. <laughs> you, know? you know? So, But the power play looks like fucking shit. It's because they miss Kessel. Uh, I guess. He was the one who picked up all those garbage shots in front. Um, yeah, Kessel last year had, what, um, 38 goals, and I think 22 of them were on the power play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Um, Injuries, uh, they keep on coming. Crosby had that lower body injury. Mm-hmm. It was his foot. <laughs> he took a shot off his foot. Yeah, we all saw it. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a lower body. That's why we love hockey. Upper or lower body injury. That's all they have to That's say. That's all they have to say. Why would you say more than you have to? Yeah. You know? Um, you know so it's very obvious. If, if, Crosby, very obvious if Crosby had played, like it's not like the other team wouldn't have known where to go after. Because we all saw the replay. It looked like it hurt a lot. Dude. You got a puck moving that fast? Yeah. No, thank you. 
No, thank um, I don't even like stubbing my toe when it's this cold. Shit, dude. I stubbed my toe the other night. Yeah. I was pissed. Yeah, it sucks. There's a pinky toe, of course, on the corner of the table. Oh, those are the worst. A you pinky wanna, toe on the corner of the table. You just want to amputate your foot when that happens, man. I'm just like, just just end it. Just take it. And I was sober, which made it yeah, even more that's, Yeah, that's even, that's the worst. <laughs> Anytime I stub my toe or spill a drink while I'm sober, it's just like, you know, like, I should just go to bed now before my day gets any shittier. Pretty much on that one, yeah. Um, also, it depends. Their full-strength team is looking good. Great puck movement. They're moving around. They're getting a lot of shots uh, on net. They're getting a lot of shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're, they're uh, doing well full-strength. Their power play is horrible. Yeah. Uh, the penalty kill isn't too bad. They've actually gotten a couple odd-man breaks and a couple of short-handers this year already in this young season. Now, again, we've talked about it well many times before. Hockey is very long season. It's three seasons in one. Yeah. Being fourth spot right now in the division, I'll take that. It's early in the season. Cool. You know, I'll take fourth spot all year. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, until you start getting down the rug cutting time to wild card games. Right, yeah. The wild card teams. That, that wild card thing changed it slightly. Um, you don't you don't want to be in the like seven and eight spots, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, so far it's better than I think people were expecting. They had a better start this year than they did in the first two years of the back to back cup runs. I mean, is it is it safe to say Matt Murray's like a big reason for that? Matt Murray is standing up in goal really well. Um, uh, he has his maintenance days as well. Well, he can't play every game. Yeah, I mean, as a goalie, you're out there sixty minutes, right? Um, you know. But he uh, he's standing tall on the net. He's he's blocking some. He's blocking shots. He it looks like he's got his head right. Yeah, and by meaning that, no concussion. Because mm-hmm. uh, last year he spent half the year out with concussions uh, for some dumbass reason. Yeah. Um, how's a goalie get a concussion? That's what I understand. Get hit in the head with a puck. I mean. Yeah, but I think his came from other shit. Like, getting run into, like, in the back, like, playing the puck or some shit. It could happen. I mean, they're hitting goalies with their shoulders to heads just like they hit everyone else. Yeah. So, in the Metropolitan Division, you got the, um, the, uh, good old Capitals, I think, are number one right now. Um. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been watching a lot of the, just whatever games are on, streaming-wise. Um, between ESPN Plus and the um, NBC Sports app, I've seen a lot of good games involving like the Capitals and the Red Wings. Yeah, I saw like three consecutive Red Wings games. Like I almost felt like I was like starting to follow them because like they they were on like rivalry night on NBC, but like yep. two nights before that, like just like a you know ESPN Plus picked up a random game, and then like so. Atlantic Division, you got Bruins, Canadians, Panthers, your top three. Metropolitan Division, Capitals, Islanders, Flyers, Penguins are your top four. Um, and in the West... Did you see Boston yesterday? Before before we go out West, I saw the, the Bruins-Panthers game. Um, Boston scored four goals in the second period. Um, Florida switched goalies at the intermission... Came back, tied it up, and won it in the uh, 
Overtime? In the, in the overtime. In the three-on-three. Three. Oh. Well, the Pens lost. And, the, and Boston hadn't... Boston still doesn't have a regulation home loss at, at, at you know, at the TD Garden this year. Right. But, like, they, they came awfully close to losing at home in regulation by blowing a four-goal lead. Yeah, well, um, last they, they night... They still the got Pens, a loser point, but they, they blew a four-goal lead. The Pens lost last night in the three-on-three. Uh, three. Uh, so that was... Not... Yeah, that was all happening right around the same time. I was... Uh, it's actually like watching one and listening to the other. There you go. So, oh, were you covering a Pens game last night? No, no, no. I was watching that. Okay, and covering the other. I one. I have my war with Verizon that I just <laughs> escalated, and they swear it's not their problem that I can't log into like any of their streams. So now I gotta like take it up with Amazon. Yeah, which is intimidating as fuck. They're like the biggest company in the universe. <laughs> you know. Like, I kind of don't want to remind them I exist. But I, I, I'm not going to go through another basketball and hockey season like living like this. They're going to come back and be like, you still have a box from 1992. <laughs> I might. I don't live where I had it, though, so it's probably still there. Uh, so, out west, uh, you got the Blues, the Avalanche, and the Predators are your top three in the uh, Central Division. and the Pacific Division, you have the Oilers, Coyotes, and the Canucks are your top three out there. Um, the Golden Knights look to be in fifth. In that Pacific Division. Um, I was watching them a little tonight. How's how's good old Rick doing out there for them? Good? Rick? Mm-hmm. Didn't see him. He's on the bench. Well, head coach. Oh, I'm, I mean, I wasn't looking at the coach, dude. I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching Flurry. You're watching Flurry? You, she used to ask me about Rick Tockett. Like, I wanted to talk about Flurry. Sorry. <laughs> He's got a really awesome mask with, like, the Vegas Strip. On the mask, it's it's ah, oh. it's sick, dude. It's hard to believe it's him. He's always had cool masks, but it's just he's really embracing the whole Vegas thing. Um, it's cool. I'm, my, I'm, my... It's hard, and it's hard to believe that this is their third season already. I know. Um, you know, because they they went to the final their first season, their first season, and then they didn't go to the final last year. And I'm just like, so wait, there was the year they went, and then a year, yeah, their third year already. Yeah, and they're on. It seems like they're on again. They're one of these teams that's on every night because it's like they're kind of like hockey's version of the Lakers. You know, it's like a late night game that people want. And their watch. entrance to the games at home. Well, they don't night. show that on TV every no, time. They don't. But, but you it's know, really cool. The the team is the reason that they're they keep ending up on NBC Sports like the late game. Um, you know, and like people people like to watch a bunch of hungover guys skate around and, and lose <laughs> to the Golden Knights. <laughs> Um, it's like dress me, dress me like twenty Kessels. <laughs> How's have you watched any of the Coyotes games? How's Phil doing? I put on a little bit of one. Um, didn't really, I wasn't really paying super close attention to it, but just just to have it on in the background. I figure like, you know, there's all there's all this hockey available. Why not watch it? Right. It's early. Home. It's early in the season, and they're teams I don't even care about. But damn it, if I have to be up until midnight. Twelve thirty. I'm gonna watch me some West Coast hockey. So we have. Uh, I don't even have this on the uh, to do list, uh, but we're all gonna the, do it though because all the baseball you, you got my attention. All the baseball stuff came out. Uh, so the updates I have. Uh, Scott Boris sounds off on MLB free agency. Uh, Agent Scott Boris says that the clubs are proactive in seeking meetings. And he expects his top clients to sign earlier uh, than previous seasons. So they're not doing the collusion this year? 
<laughs> or they or are they doing a form of collusion in which they are keeping Scott Boris in the loop? Uh, potentially keeping Scott Boris. I mean, in the how loop. does he like that it's how can you say that? Like they can't speak as a unified front. So he's having like individual conversations with like all 30 general managers, which is impossible because the Pirates don't even have one yet. I know, right? They have an assistant general manager who's, like, doing some stuff. Yeah, the Pirates the Pirates hired a, uh, you know, a CFO, and they still don't have a general manager or a head coach. And I think one of their head coaching prospects just got a job today. Yeah. So, um, there's that for you. Uh, in other news, we have um, Justin Verlander uh, wins the 2019 AL Cy Young Award, and Garrett Cole was the runner-up. First time uh, two AL teammates finished one and two in the Cy Young voting. I think Cole got fucked out of that one. But that's what happened last year. Except Verlander was the one who got fucked. Yeah. And his wife made a famous tweet <laughs> to that effect. And, like, does this mean that, like, Garrett Cole gets to, like, sleep with Kate Upton now? Is that how this works? I, I, I don't know. Just once, maybe. One time. One time. One time. And then we're all even on who gets fucked by whom. Yeah, right? Uh, seriously, I think Cole got screwed. Yeah. I mean... Me too. I mean, he had 300 strikeouts. Over 300 strikeouts. Over 300 strikeouts. He and it's... I feel bad for him because... 22 and 4. Like, he didn't get to pitch in the most important game of the season. No. And, you know, he, like, took off his Astros hat and, like... You Put know, on his Boris hat. Fully embracing free agency already. And, I mean, free agency hasn't even started yet, technically, but he's, you know, he seems to be going somewhere. And he doesn't even win the award for best pitcher when everybody, like, was giving it to him like okay, a lock. Okay, okay. People were saying, like, well, he's going to get his Cy Young. Yeah. And uh, how the hell... How did he not? Verlander, he was a stud pitcher in his own right and has been for years. Now, they clearly don't base the voting on postseason. Uh, yeah, because Verlander loses every World Series game he pitches. Yeah, he's zero and six in Garrett the World Cole, Series. Garrett Cole is so good that he's going to be like the freaking like asterisk in every like breakdown of that I, I World think Series. Like, but what if they had, like? Why did they not have him up? What if you know? Like, why why were they afraid to bring him in in the middle of an inning? Why did they go to somebody else to try to mop up? You know, whose mess was it? Granky in Game Seven. Or was it Verlander? I forget. Funny how time flies. Yeah. It's not time. I, I'm blaming time for my own faulty memory. I, that's Sorry, time. Um, but yeah, like, that's... It's crazy how baseball works. And they haven't even played a game in, like, three weeks. But, like, still these just little quirks are, like, coming out. You know? So, how about uh, in the NL? Uh, Jacob DeGrom wins his second straight NL... Cy Young Award. That's not surprising First at all. Mets pitcher to win award in consecutive seasons. Not even Tom Seaver or Doc Gooden. No. Or Frank Viola. I'm just kidding. Frank Viola had never won the Cy Young, did he? Nah, I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. <laughs> Doc Darling. Gooden did. Yeah, Doc Gooden, did he? I don't know. It he sounds did. about he right. He won a Cy Young. Sounds about right. Um, um, he was fucking dominant, man. Uh, but yeah, so DeGrom, I mean, on a shitty Mets team... Uh, Although they had the pitching guru, they they did have that like ninety year old pitching coach. Everybody made everybody yeah. made fun of them because they they fired their pitching coach like a couple months into the season and replaced them with this like, you know, like old guy, like this like eighty five year old man, and uh, 
you know, there's a little backlash, like, hey, like, stop being ageist, you know, like, old guys still know baseball, and like, whatever, you know what, like, congratulations, old dude, like, I think if your pitcher gets a Cy Young Award, like, the pitching coach has to at least get some reflected glory. Definitely. You know? Not saying he's, like, a pitching genius guru like Ray Searage. How about, Um, uh... How about uh, the Giants hired Gabe Kapler as their new manager? Yeah. That's who I think that the Pirates had an eye on, too. Kapler uh, would have been good. That's uh, some aspects of there. There is some other stuff tonight. Um, uh, why is it not in my feed that I expect it to be in? Uh, it was it was the uh, Silver Sluggers and Gold Gloves. Oh, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Silver Slugger is what? Just the best best hitter at each position? Yeah. It's not yeah. as important as the gold gloves. The gold glove is the best fielder at each position, which is why you're there. Right. You're there to field. You're not there to be, like, the best hitting first baseman. Yeah, and it, they still haven't came out with the NL and, and AL MVP uh, yet either. So well, that, I can't wait to see what happens with that because everyone says Mike Trout in the AL. But uh, I can see Mike Trout in the AL. That's, his team... Was terrible. His team was terrible. I mean, he's really good. He he's, always has good stats. Um, you know, but there's there's got to be somebody else who. Yeah, but AL MVP. You can you can make a a a, a thing for uh, Altuve. Yeah. For that, you can you can make a bid for Garrett Cole. Yeah. To be an AL MVP because you know look what he did in the playoffs as well as regular season. I don't know if I'm I'm not sure how I feel about pitchers being MVPs. Because they only pitch them. The, they only the, play every the five Cy days. Young Award is the award for pitchers. Right. Uh, how about um, Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge would be a good one. You I mean, know. he had he had some like cycles where he was a yeah. little off. Unfortunately, nobody from the Red Sox this year deserves any recognition. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's I mean they, uh, because they were bad. They were, they were bad. But Mookie, Mookie had a good year. Mookie, Mookie and, had um, a great year. He had a great year. He, he finished. Who's the other he guy? finished over three hundred average with uh, like. 39 home runs is is on base percentage was ridiculous. You know, it's um, not it's not preposterous to think that uh who's who's the not who's who's the other guy that the Sox had that was like really good. Oh, um outfielder. Um can't remember. Right Cuz like Betts Betts was good, but like I mean they they legitimately like had two Bradley, guys. Jackie Bradley. Yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, like I mean, some it might have been him. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Another outfielder. Yeah, I feel like I didn't follow the Sox that much this year. Um, and then um, in the NL, who 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 you think for the NL MVP? I mean, I don't think Bryce Harper's up there yet. No, I mean, uh, but what's that kid that's twenty one years old for the Nationals? Um, who's Soto? Yeah. Again, like this isn't based on the postseason at all. Yeah, like this, it, they they're not taking that into account. Um, I don't think any, I don't think anybody in the Nationals could be MVP because they kind of came out of nowhere. They weren't expected to be any good. You know, they they didn't have Harper. I I don't know. I don't know. Like they they're not out yet. So like, we'll yeah, just, they're not yet. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Because like, you know, like one thing I didn't follow very much this year was like. National League stats. Uh, yeah, I didn't really you know stats either. I mean, I I care more about team accomplishments than like the individual awards, um, generally. And of course, there's the Pirates. You know, like there's there's 
nothing spectacular that they're up to except for sometimes individual things. Um, and I didn't even care that much about it. You know, like Dickerson and I mean, Dickerson was in like the batting title race for a while. Um, I don't know. Just the individual stuff. It's, it can be like a consolation prize. Like the year that the pirates are terrible and, uh, Freddie Sanchez won the batting title. That's, that's all that is for me. I like a good world series that goes seven games where you get to see Garrett Cole pitch. Yeah. In game seven, if he's available. And he should have been available. But hey. But I'm also glad Houston lost and the Nats won. So uh, we're going to move on to some NCAA football right now. You had some big shakeups in football this past weekend. LSU beat Alabama. Uh, LSU is now 9-0 and and ranked number one. Ohio State's number two. Ohio State won convincingly. Uh, Clemson is number three. Uh, they are 10-0. and And Alabama, with a loss, is still at number four. That's just the AP poll, though. The, the playoff rankings have it different. That is, yeah, I'm I'm on the AP poll. So, uh, playoff rankings actually have Alabama at five and Georgia at four. Yeah. Which, Georgia's loss is a worse loss than Alabama's. So, the AP, because Georgia's, Georgia's loss was to your lovely young ladies team, South Carolina. Yeah, and South Carolina lost and, to App State. And so South Carolina South Carolina is not that good. No, so Alabama... Not that App State's bad, but this is not so, a good South Carolina So, team. but Georgia has the worse loss yeah. to South Carolina than Alabama losing to LSU. Um, so you had that going. Penn State, they took a shitty loss against a really good team. <laughs> uh, I think they were overlooking... We'll talk about Penn it's State tough. It's tough to go on the road uh, yeah. and play at 11 a.m. Because that's what time it was there. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, you're, you're playing a team with a really good defense. And, oh, they were super good defense. And it's, it's a packed house. Like, you're, you're you know, so everybody's mi- done mi- Minnesota's for you. at 9-0, and, and they're, they're, they're sitting there at the number 7 spot. I guess it's Six in the playoff. Six in the playoff. Yeah. They're at the number 7 in the AP. Um, and you have, I mean... Now, granted, where they're at, they're not playing Ohio State. They're not playing... If they play Ohio State, it'll be in Indianapolis, not at, not at the Horseshoe. Yeah, it'll be at Indianapolis yeah. at the championship if, game. If, if they, you know... I mean, I think they can even afford to lose a game and still win their half of the Big Ten. Yep. But they they don't they want they want to finish undefeated if they're going to have any hope at and the playoffs. And those Golden Gophers, man, those guys are nuts. Yeah. Uh, especially the fans up there in Minnesota. Um, you know, because... They play outdoors. Yeah. In fucking Minnesota. Uh-huh. Where it was cold as balls up there for that game. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend. Um, you know, uh, so we'll we'll talk Penn State first real quick. Um, they did take that loss to Minnesota, 31-26. Did you watch any of the game? Watched most of it. Yeah. I watched most of it, too. Um, Penn, the Gophers had a really good defense. They were shutting Penn State down the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Penn State couldn't get anything going. Penn State looked flat to begin with. Yeah. On top of that, their offense had, n- like, no clicking anything. Yeah. Uh, they had a few. They had some big plays. They had some big plays. They, they had a big play towards the end. That, and know, then it got called back. Yeah. You know, and whatnot. I, I, and in college football, they don't have the uh, the the uh, refs to be able to go, hey. Uh, w- or they don't have the challenges and shit yeah. to, to look at stuff. Yeah. Here or there. Uh, I do think Penn State overlooked Minnesota because they were looking ahead to Ohio State, which isn't even this weekend. It's next weekend. Yeah. But um, they got Indiana this weekend. They got so Indiana this weekend, which is kind of a pushover game. 
Um, and it's in back in Happy Valley. So yeah. you're gonna have 110,000 people in Happy Valley at that game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you know Penn State. You know, you take a loss, you're gonna fuck yourself unless you have LSU, Ohio State, or Clemson take a loss. So if Penn State beats Ohio State, they could be back in the talks. But then if Minnesota goes undefeated, and then you end up with like Minnesota and Penn State in the Big Ten championship game, if Penn State beats Ohio State, Penn State could get into the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. I mean, against Minnesota. Uh, so it, there's there's chances. Yeah, like Penn and State's it, Penn State's not out of it. No, sure. they're not out they, of it. They have one loss. And they they can still you know if they beat Ohio shit, Alabama State Alabama has one loss and they're still yeah. fucking in shit so, so it's not it's not the end of the world but I mean honestly Penn State like you got to beat Ohio State yeah if you're in if you're in that division you know you've you've got to beat them in your regular conference games and if you're in the other division then you're gonna have to play Ohio State in the championship most likely but yeah there is there is a chance that there could be a Penn State Minnesota rematch. I mean, there's a chance that it could be Michigan. Yeah. Still. Because yeah. if Penn State loses to Indiana and loses to Ohio State, you know, they got three losses. Michigan only has two right now if they win out. Michigan. And one of those wins is against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Ohio State loses, who do they play this weekend? Ohio State's playing, why do I want to say, like, Northwestern or something? I don't remember. But it's, like, I don't have the... They're not one of my fave teams, so it doesn't come up yeah. right away when I look. They're not one of my fave but teams But basically, either. I mean, it's it's a long shot, but it's still possible that, like, Ohio State can lose two games and, uh, you know, Penn State could win out. Or, you know, Penn State could lose again and Michigan could win out and you could have Michigan-Minnesota. I don't think anyone's catching Minnesota. That's, like, the only, like, mathematical lock, I believe, at this point. Ohio but, State's got Rutgers. Oh yeah. Okay. So Ohio State's not losing to Rutgers, so they are they are going to you know have they're going to have their undefeated record on the line when they play Michigan. Guess what? They're going to beat Michigan. Ohio State's really good. This well, year. they have Penn State before Michigan. Okay. So yeah. Penn well, okay. So so okay. So possibly Ohio State could lose two games, even if they beat Rutgers. There's a potential. So so it's possible. Like you know, the, the East could be like one of three teams. Yeah. I think the fourth place team is Indiana, and I mean Penn they're, they're out def- if they Penn lose State's the game. definitely not out of it. They lose to Ohio State, they're done. Yeah, if they stumble against Indiana this week, they're really done. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, no. How about you West? think they're going to be going for some style points this week? Uh, I would think so. You, you would think, think gonna... you, you would think they would just pour it on and go against Indiana and be like sixty-three to fucking seven. They should do an onside kick after their first touchdown. You mean like the head coach for that high school team up in <laughs> um, uh, Long Island? I don't know about Long Island. I saw Lebo do it a couple weeks ago. Didn't work out so well. <laughs> that was the best field position they had the rest, the whole rest of the game. Well, they were playing Central Catholic, and yep. it was stupid. Yep. <laughs> uh, West Virginia is having a really bad season. Uh, with a big loss to Texas Tech in Morgantown last week, this week they had to Kansas State. Um, they actually might have a chance against Kansas State this week. We'll see uh, how that turns out. Notre Dame uh, won big at Duke last week, 36-37. This week they're back in South Bend for their traditional Navy game. The Navy game. So Used to be a lot earlier in the season, but 
conference realignment screws everything up. So, yeah, uh, and you know what? This game, Notre Dame has the all-time overall record over Navy and wins, but recently they fumbled up around Navy a few times. Yeah, they beat so, Navy beat them once, like several years ago, and it was very famous. And they it had been like the first time in forever. And it screwed up, and it screwed Notre Dame out of a national championship bid. Yeah, because Notre Dame was in the top four, and Navy well, beat them and screwed them out of a screwed them out of a pl- uh, championship bid. Don't lose to Navy. That's simple. There. How about Pitt football? Uh, we have a lot going on in Pittsburgh sports this weekend. Actually, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> um, Pitt football. Two Saturdays ago, we talked and we talked about this game. They they won twenty to ten over top of Georgia Tech. They had the uh, Last Saturday off, and then uh, they have a home game this Thursday night tomorrow uh, with UNC uh, coming into Heinz Field. The Panthers are six and three, and the Tar Heels at four and five. This should be a win for Pitt. Unfortunately, I don't see them having any fan support tomorrow whatsoever, other than the student body, and that does not care about the Steelers because uh, the Steelers play tomorrow night, and the Browns too. In Cleveland, right? So you got all the all the Pitt students who like care more about the Steelers than they do about Pitt, plus all the like, you know, Pitt students, out of state Ohioans who yeah. come to Pitt that are Browns fans. Yep, um, you're, ba- you're basically going to have like all the Eagles fans in the student section. So yeah. just stay the hell away from there if you happen to be. <laughs> it's really bad, and like you know. This is where somebody you need an saying, on-campus stadium. Well, that's part of it, but somebody was still saying, like, that, you know, Pitt knew this was happening. Like, do they have the... Did they Would they have ever had the option to, like, bow out of playing a Thursday game? No. So what difference would it have made? Um, no. The it's only, pretty stupid. The only thing they could do is maybe petition to play early, but it's the Thursday night... It's Thursday game, so they can't do the anything... Week. Yeah. It's the Thursday night college game of the week, which is an 8 o'clock start. Why did they decide that Pitt in North Carolina is the game of the week? I don't know. I mean, what are the other ACC matchups this week? Uh, I don't know. There, I mean, there's, there's probably some, some other ones. Every dumbass, every school plays a Thursday night game. Yeah. And it's the ACC Thursday night game. Well, this is our turn, I guess. Uh, what else we got? So Florida State's playing Alabama State. Ooh, Wake Forest Clemson. Why couldn't that? Because that's the Saturday at three thirty game. Why is that not a Saturday fucking eight thirty game? I mean, Wake Forest game. is undefeated yeah. and Clemson's undefeated because Clemson has a better chance of losing. Like the, the Thursday night upset special. Uh, what else we got this week in the ACC? I'd rather see the the Thursday night game be well. Of, obviously, we didn't realize Wake was gonna be as good as they are this year, and yeah. they're in the same division in the ACC with Clemson. And this is like Wake Forest. If they beat Clemson, then they're they're the one right now. As long yeah. as they don't lose another game, but Wake is tough. Yeah, I watched the Wake NC State game. Alicia was at the Wake. You NC just State mentioned game. NC State. I'm I'm glad you said that. Louisville's playing NC State this week. Why Why wouldn't that would have been at the start of the season an attractive matchup? It's in Raleigh. Oh, um, yeah. You know, Louisville was better last year than they are this year, so, like, at the start of this... And NC State also, like, you thought they were maybe starting to, like, stir up their football program a little? Like, why why wouldn't they have picked that? Especially when, like, don't the... Doesn't the networks know by now? And I, I hate to say this, because I like Pitt, but, like... They know that it's going to be a half-empty stadium 
on a Thursday night, regardless of what the Steelers are doing. And now, if the Steelers are home, like snug in their beds on a Thursday night, Pitt's not going to draw more than like fifteen thousand on a Thursday in November. Yeah, you know, people people are going to. I mean, there's there's TV to watch. You know, there's work in the morning. Um, you know, you maybe have That's big, why, like, you've got big weekend plans for a well, Sunday Steeler game, so you don't want to like well, make it last, a four day bender. Yeah, but the, so you and, take and it last, easy on Thursday. And the know? last like, pit football Thursday night games have been Florida State, Miami, and Notre Dame. Like, yeah, <laughs> why would you schedule UNC on a Thursday? Which, have you Googled UNC lately? If you Google UNC, the first thing that comes up is basketball. Yeah, because it's basketball season. Then it comes up volleyball. Yeah. Then it comes up baseball. The fourth one is football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. trust me, I Googled it today because to look for this shit. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, so they don't really give a shit about football, really. It's just there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they do. Like, having, I spent, I spent Thanksgiving in Chapel Hill last year. I know. And, yeah, I was, you know, I was around. Like, they, they play NC State that weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, and, like, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Um, It's, you know, it's like a local rivalry. It's like Pitt-Penn State. But yeah. And then, then, like, when that's not happening, they probably go back to, like, a slightly diminished level of enthusiasm. I, I can and Pitt is that. not a natural football rival for North Carolina. No, so this makes not. no sense whatsoever. Makes no sense for this but game. But there's nothing that like Pitt could have done to get out of it, and the NFL is not going to like move you know, a game, move a game, especially a Thursday game. I, I hate I, Thursday, these I hate Thursday games. These, uh, why? Okay, okay. If you're gonna like, okay, Andrew Filipponi on the fan today was talking about, you know, both teams are coming off a short week. Why are you going to have a divisional matchup on a Thursday game on a short week? Because that makes it a better ratings draw. Okay. Because I would rather, as a fan, most Thursday games that don't involve the Steelers, like, would you rather watch, you know, like, something like Raiders-Chargers like we got last week? Or would you rather watch the Raiders play, like... Green Bay. Yeah, right. Somebody that they have no history with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I can see that, and I'm I'm just bitter because I had to play Rivers in fantasy because I wasn't sure if Mahomes was going to start or not. Right. And the Thursday game, like you have to pick your like lineup before you get all the injury reports. Yeah, I have to do that tonight it, or yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So like I lost fantasy this week because of Thursday night football and like the, the uncertainty. Dude, my fantasy around team's injuries. in fucking shambles. So I don't even want to. Run okay. Well, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to make you like uh, talk to me about that. No, I'll talk session. to you about. It. I'll talk to you. We'll talk about that in the NFL series. But in the meantime, uh, the the total uh, NCAA college football big shakeups moving on and whatnot. You have a lot of uh, teams making headway. You have a lot of teams losing some ground. We'll see how this all shakes out. In the meantime, though, while we figure out how that's going to shake out over the next couple weeks, and we get into uh, uh, the third uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, final final games of the season coming up here in a couple weeks and then they go into the uh playoffs uh with the like uh the championship game big 10 championship game uh sec acc championship game and so forth and then we'll get into bowl season which is always fun and there's usually uh some good bowls to watch a lot of shitty bowls to watch but it's still football like a tuesday so we're cool with that in the meantime folks we're gonna take a break right now and come back 
and talk some more NCAA sports. And then we'll get into some Steelers and NFL talk. Uh, take a listen to these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios here in Beachview. We'll be right back after these few messages. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. So uh, talk a little more NCAA stuff going on right now. How about this, uh, uh, folks? It's a great time of the year because now you have college basketball in uh, full swing. Now they're not in conference play and won't be in conference play. Let's look at the pit schedule. But there's been conference there's games. There's been conference games. Yeah. They, uh, each, each not they each, really creep up on you. Like not each Pitt school. Played Florida State. Pitt played Florida State game one, and Duquesne already has a conference game under yeah. their belt as well. And I didn't even know because I didn't realize that Lamar was even in the A10. Yeah, but I'm watching this Duquesne Lamar game on ESPN Plus, and they're at Lamar, and it says A10 logo like down in the corner. I'm like, I, okay, so Duquesne's doing the conference games, and uh, you know Pitt played a conference game. Rob, Robert Morris. Opened their new facility last night. Last we're we're going to talk about that here oh, right man, now. That was fun. So how about Pitt basketball? We're going to talk Pitt basketball real quick. Uh, Pitt's 2-1 early in the season with a big win over SFSU, Florida State University. Um, and they took that one with a nice little ACC conference win starting off the season. Uh, they lost to, um, start with an N. Nichols. Nichols. Yeah, Nichols what State. the hell, man? They lost the they so beat I was, Florida okay. State. All right, all right. So that was Saturday, right? I'm yeah. headed to work, right? I'm leaving the house. I, I plug in my headphones to my phone. I put on the fan, and I hear Hillgrove on, and I'm mm. like, "Ah, oh, sweet." I'm like, "Wait!" I hear squeaking. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh fuck!" That's right. There's no football game today, so it's basketball. Yeah. And they're like, "He's like, and just before the half." You know, this happens, and so the the pet, uh, pit, pit basketball was down uh, 10 points at the half. Pitt made a hell of a comeback. I, I listened to the, the whole second half on my way to work, and I, I stopped to have lunch, or or not lunch, I guess, it's, wait, I call it lunch, yeah. at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Supper. Downtown. Uh, I'm eating my Subway hoagie, listening to the Pitt game, and Pitt made a hell of a comeback. Uh, in that game, uh, they still lost by five, but at that point in the last minute, Pitt was fouling a lot to try to get the, you know, whatever. They lost by five. They made a hell of a comeback. It was pretty cool. It still sucks that you lose to, like, Nickel State, whatever. Uh, and then Pitt played Bobby Moe last night. Uh, Bobby Moe, Robert Morris University here in Pittsburgh. Uh, they were opening up their new gym. Because uh, if you remember correctly, last year Robert Morris played all their games at either the Palumbo Center or um, PPG Paint Arena. No, they they played at the like North Athletic Facility. No, last year Bobby Mo played at most of their games at PPG. But they Palumbo. also they also played at a place called the North like Athletic Facility. Where's that? At? It's like on campus. Okay, it's like their like gym for intramurals. That, that they were. They like, played a couple games there. Most they played their, a couple games there. I, most, I watched a couple yeah, yeah. games and it was like yeah, yeah. it looked like a crappier Sewell Center. And I was like, I thought the Sewell Center was like, you know, did they tear it down or just like renovate it completely? I don't know. 
Leave it toward now. But they played it. They played it another place on campus a couple times. Okay, but I, 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 remember... I, I all those games are on ESPN Plus. So if you like, you know, want to go back and go, watch if you don't have year? cable and you want to watch, you know, some local basketball for five bucks know, a month, you get every Duke. Well, I know game. last year I was watching. I was coming home from work and whatnot. And a lot of Bobby Mo fans were on the trolley because they're coming out of PPG. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah. I'm not saying they didn't play there. I, I, if they couldn't they get the PPG because of the Penguins, like they had to play somewhere. Yeah, that's why they played Palumbo a lot yeah. too, and then they they end up playing. You're right. They probably played on campus. It sucks being homeless, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, last night, Pitt won seventy-one fifty-seven over top of Bobby Mo. Um, lots of games in hoops uh, for this season. Um, college basketball is a very long season, and. Um, what do they play? They play, what, 30-some games? 35 games? Something like that? Something like that. With tournament games, like 30. Yeah. Uh, 30, usually teams have, like, 30 games under their belt when they get to their tournament resume. Right. Uh, uh, this week, though, you have a big game. Uh, WVU comes to Pittsburgh this Friday at the Peterson Event Center. Um, so that's good. They get a little bit of the uh, backyard bra rivalry in, mm-hmm. uh, in the basketball sense. Um, Which is never a big deal. I it, it depends on how either team's doing at that point in time. It sucks they're playing it in the fourth game of the season and not like, you know, mid-season when those games should be. And it's only a one-time game. Uh, we're not going to see them again. We'll see what happens to that. Pit basketball, like I said, long season. Uh, we got a lot to look forward to. Jeff Capel, I think, is doing a hell of a job turning yeah. this team around. He's got that pedigree behind him with being underneath, playing at Duke and coaching at Duke and all that. Um, so I'm really excited for Pitt basketball this year. Uh, I think they uh, have a shot at being an at-large bid mm-hmm. for the tournament or even maybe even an NIT tournament. Yeah, um, I would love to see an at-large bid. In the 64 tournament or a uh, top contender for the NIT tournament. For sure. Is what I'm looking for in mm-hmm. Pitt this year. Um, and then Penn State, they are 2-0. and uh, Penn State's got to head to Georgetown tomorrow night. So, Interesting. Yeah. Georgetown's still not what they once were. You know, but they've, they've got Patrick Ewing. Yeah, um, they got Patrick Ewing as their head coach. Former Georgetown stud himself. Uh, you know... And, I mean, uh, he's really, like, the godfather of Georgetown basketball. I mean, like, you know, John Thompson was the coach. John Thompson but, was. But Patrick Ewing coming on the scene is what made it, like, you know, it took it from this, like, you know, kind of small under-the-radar place in D.C. to, you know, a national basketball power. And they haven't they haven't been back there in a long time. Uh, um, but they've got, they've got Patrick Ewing, like, as the coach, I think the now. last time they made a deep run to tournament, Allen Iverson was playing. It. Probably, yeah, sounds about right. Um, uh, I mean, they've made the tournament since then, but the last time they were really, really relevant, yeah, I think was Allen Iverson, uh, and they won the whole fucking championship with Patrick Ewing and him. Yeah, man, he used uh, to like inspire fear. You yeah, know? Uh, but they had a hell of a run, uh, and then didn't John Thompson's son coach? Yeah, yeah. JT3. Yeah. And, uh, like, they had to fire him um, in such a way that didn't, like, alienate John Thompson the second, like, Big John Thompson, because he was 
you know, still pretty involved as like a benefactor, you know, right. doing doing booster events and, you know, being like of assistance in whatever way he could, you know, and like it seemed like the only like real way to preserve his legacy a little bit in firing his son would be to bring in his like most famous former player as coach. So it's kind of like keeping it in the family, but not. Um, as for Penn State basketball, they have no such sort of... Penn State basketball has know, no no pedigree. Now their women's basketball has a good pedigree. Their women's basketball has a good pedigree. Men, men's basketball... Men's basketball has mm, nothing. They're, they've been... Meh. They're good so, every now and then. Uh, they, they're, it's a tough road trip for a lot of Big Ten teams. You know, to, to go to Happy Valley on a Tuesday or Wednesday night... You know, when, you, when you're when you coming from Chicago or, like, Michigan. Iowa City, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's a, that's a tough road trip. Um, you know, so they, they pull off some upsets. Um, they won the NIT that one year. They did. Uh, two years ago. Was that two years ago? Two years ago, Penn State won the NIT. Um, it's funny when they won the NIT and all, all the Penn State football fans who never cared about basketball, like, came out of the woodwork. Yeah, people who like don't even like watch basketball because they like don't like it as a sport. Penn State hockey is way more popular than Penn State basketball. Oh yeah, well I mean they've you know they've been throwing a lot into it. Um, you know it helps. Some, it helps just, when you have a it helps when you have an alumni donate thirty million dollars to uh, get your hockey program up and going. Yeah, and, sure. And build a uh, facility that holds six thousand people. Yeah, and when <laughs> the, when the when they spent that you know that arena money could have been spent on like. Not letting the Bruins, or I'm not sorry, not the Bruins, the Sabers. Sabers almost went bankrupt under the stewardship of the same people who like gave Penn State their hockey program. Yeah, you know, um, just some food for thought. Just you know, if if you're if you're from Buffalo and you like the Sabers and you're wondering like whatever happened to the Pagulas, well, you know, they're still. <laughs> They're, they're still cashing those fracking checks just like they always were. They just uh, don't own your hockey team anymore. Um, they don't really own Penn State's hockey team because you can't really privately own like a university hockey team. But pretty close. Yeah. They're pretty close. They are pretty close. Um, they're as close as you're going to get. And for a lot of people, they are the local college hockey team in this market. But you know what I say, man? Bobby Moe. Bobby Moe hockey, man, is solid. Yeah. Uh, for college hockey program, men's and women's, mm-hmm. their women's uh, have been outperforming the men. Uh, yeah, recently, kind of like Penn State uh, basketball. Yeah, uh, and then we'll get back to basketball here. WVU is one and O, and they are coming here to Pitt uh, again to play this Friday. Uh, we talked about that briefly here when we talked about Pitt. I didn't see who WVU beat in their first game. Uh, I just saw they were one and O. And then we're going to talk about some big boys in the ACC that we love to talk about and watch. Uh, because everybody in the country, for some reason, either loves or hates them. Um, or hates them both. <laughs> and that's Duke. Duke is 3-0. and They're a number for two some, in the country. For some reason, right. <laughs> um, I happen to have no issues uh, with Duke nor UNC. I've always watched them both. Uh, whenever they play each other, I always make it a point. To watch that particular game. Well, you have to. It's like the um, biggest rivalry in college basketball. And I've had no problems with Duke or UNC over the years. Uh, and now that Pitt's been in the ACC, I'm like, oh, shit. They got to play Duke and UNC. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
before uh, Pitt joined the ACC, I always followed the ACC basketball because that's the top basketball conference. Yeah. In my personal opinion, fight me. I don't care. Somebody's going to be like, well, Big 12, da 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 you know. All right, Big 12, got it, you know. Um, but ACC, to me, basketball was always amazing. Mm. Uh, and the Big East basketball was always amazing in its own right because of the beating and banging and everything they always did. Yeah. The ACC has always been the, the shooters, the open shooters, and the ACC was all, and the Big East was always uh, under the under the basket, beating and banging and driving the hole. Yeah. Uh, Big East basketball is still around, apparently. But it's not the same. It's they they not don't the same. they don't play like that anymore because nobody really plays basketball like that anymore. Um you know, with the advent of the three-point shooter, like, it's in the NBA yeah. now, but it really started in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, college doesn't tend to have these, like, these freaks who are, like, seven feet tall and can shoot threes from the outside because they're just very rare. That's why, like, some of the best ones that have ever been in the NBA had to be imported from Europe, like, such as Dirk Nowitzki. Um, yep. But, like, college basketball has always been more about, like, guard play. And I think that's what a lot of people are referring to when they're talking about how they like, they prefer college to the NBA. And it's, it's because like, it's exciting to like, see like the ball, like whip around the arc and then like see guys make three pointers. And like the NBA has caught up to that. But whereas like in the nineties, the NBA was kind of like Big East basketball if they had like outlawed zone defense. You know, it was just like... You, That's a good way to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, NBA, like, you, it was just a lot of isolation ball and and a lot of, like, post play and, you know, a lot of, like, high percentage shooting, like, getting it down, you know, for a guy who can dunk or at least, like, do a layup. Whereas college ball was more based around, like, you know, not every guy we have is six foot eight, so we, we got to figure out a way to, like, you know run an offense with, with guys who aren't really adept at, like, getting down low. Um, and you're right. That is more ACC-style ball. Um, so it's it's cool to watch. I just... As far as the Duke and North Carolina thing, I just... You know, I... Duke seems to always be good. And they, they North always Carolina, will be good. not as much, but still they are. Like, it's it's like... Duke's always, like got players that are going to go to the NBA. Well, they're two and six. North Carolina doesn't have as many. Duke's number two in the country. UNC's number six in the country. Uh, UNC's number two. Uh, they're off and running. Duke's on a tear. Um, and uh, the big thing is, is I think Coach K has really, in the last five or six years, embraced the one and dones. Yeah, uh, I don't think this year Duke has a guy that's considered a one and done. Yeah. I think they have maybe one guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's embraced the one and done. Well, you the best players are going to be one and done. Yeah, because it makes more sense for them to make money as opposed to not making money. Yeah, but now you Duke, got, Duke's success year... was always predicated on them getting the best players, or at least getting an assortment of like Misfits. players from among the top. <laughs> best players you know what i mean like duke duke didn't become duke by like catching lightning in a bottle like six or seven times you know like they recruited the best players it just so happens that you know the best players now are are more marketable to the nba than they used to be in the past like the nba is more willing to take risks on young guys It, it used to be like 
Remember what a unicorn gar- or a, yeah, Kevin Garnett was? It's like, oh my god, a 19-year-old in the NBA? Now it's like they're all 19 when they come in. You play a year of college, well, well cause, and then cause, you're like 19, 20 years old. Well, because uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, he's one of the... Oh, shit. It was what... He wasn't the last one to go straight from high school to the NBA. LeBron James was after KG. Yeah. But... You also had Kwame Brown, who was like a bust. Brown, yeah, he was um, a bust. Tracy um, McGrady was... Tracy McGrady. Know, a Hall of Famer. I mean, Kobe Bryant. You know. So, the NBA put that whole rule in there that you had to be uh, one year removed from high school before you can go to the NBA. Mm. And, you know, that was shortly after... Was it the year after LeBron James? Shit. Do you hear about know. this dude, Baisley? Who took an internship with, like, a shoe company instead of going to college? No. He got paid, like, a million dollars and, like, worked at, like, New Balance and did, <laughs> did like, got, like, a personal trainer and, like, did all his workouts and, like, now he's on an NBA team. I think <laughs> it's, I think he's on Charlotte, I want to say. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's one, that's one way around one and done. You know, you don't you don't have to go and like pretend to be a college student for a year. Like, if you can get a good internship at a shoe company, a paid internship, granted, <laughs> but an internship nonetheless. You know, That's I'm funny. sure he learned a lot about the shoe business. Yeah, you know, if he ever like if this basketball thing doesn't work out, I'm sure he'd be just like Al Bundy, just you know, putting shoes on ladies' feet and dreaming about his former days as a star athlete. Hey, Peg, that woman <laughs> came in the shoe store today. <laughs> dude, that, talk about shows you couldn't make anymore. Oh, fuck, dude. I, I just had a conversation on, on the Facebook with a f- friend of mine about, he posted the, uh, he posted the meme that was, hey, kids, if you're offended by this, that, air thing, let me introduce you to this guy, and it was Sam Kinison. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man... I was like, Sam Kinnis was awesome. Same with Dice Clay. I was like, it sucks that we'll never have shows like All in the Family or Married with Children anymore. And they already took off the Dukes of Hazard because people got offended by the flag on the top of the car. And, you know, and now you have, I was like, and there's some Dave Chappelle shit that's getting, like, taken away. Like, because I'm like, Go fuck off. But Chappelle's on Netflix, so he can say whatever he wants. Right. Just like all these other comedians who, like, they, they, they complain that they, like, can't say stuff on TV anymore, and then they just go on, like, some streaming service. HBO or Netflix. HBO. You know, it's... it's Netflix is basically as expensive as HBO anymore. Uh, it is. So it's... It's, it's kind of a toss-up. I, I definitely watch HBO more than I watch Netflix. I watch a lot of HBO. Um, but you know what, like... It's it's for me like it's like I'd rather watch movies than comedy specials I guess I guess, um, but yeah like <sighs> married with children how do we get on this tangent oh yeah like the, the shoe guy basically yeah. yeah right yeah so so he got a shoe internship and now he's in the NBA and he didn't have to go to college um, don't know what high school he went to but I don't think it was Polk but like you know you want to you want you want to picture it that way you can. Because we all we all have that iconic episode in our memory banks from the '90s, when we like may or may not have been forbidden from watching that show by our parents, but watched it anyway. 
I watched it with my parents. I did. I did too. I did too. But I mean, like, they were not like, "This is good. You should watch this." Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, you know, we'll always picture that date night with Kelly Bundy. Uh, <laughs> you it's know, true. It's, yeah, it is. It is, and we've also been that Bud Bundy hanging out in the basement of our parents' house at some point in time. Uh, doing what Bud Bundy did. Bud Bundy, yeah. He played a lot of video games. That's what he did. He did. Nintendo. Uh, it was it was huge back then. He was in like the Nintendo Power magazine. Mm-hmm. I, I remember like... Do you know what he does now? I was like, wow, a famous actor who's also a video gamer. Like, it wasn't his like... Do you know what Brian Fossantino does now? No. He owns several um, dispensaries. In California. Good. He is a uh, big uh, advocate. So he's a weed dealer. He's he's a weed. He's okay. a legal weed dealer. Yeah, well, uh, big deal. I know. I know weed dealers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never met an actor who was on a Fox Network sitcom before, but I've met weed dealers. Yeah, yeah. He he he's a legal weed <laughs> dealer. Um, is what he does now, uh, which is awesome. Wonder if he sells to Snoop ever. Ah. Uh, Dude, did you read the article? Or Lana Del Rey? Did you did you read the article? Uh, <laughs> Snoop has a pay, has a professional blunt roller that travels with him, pays him fifty grand a year to roll his blunts. It's a good thing to have, dude. <laughs> like seriously, like I'm not a very adept. I mean, I've I've I, never really successfully rolled a blunt in my life. Honestly, like I'm not. I don't. It's okay. So first of all, Snoop's rich. Like he can afford to smoke yeah, blunts. Yeah. Like you need like an eighth to like even roll a good one. Yeah. You know, and I I can't I can't be like dropping fifty bucks every time I want to smoke. You know. <laughs> so I I use more like economical means. Yeah. But if you got Snoop money and you got Snoop weight, and you can like, you know, it, it's still the labor. It, it takes time. It does. You know. I think and I, like it, it must it must be really nice to like lay down some tracks like spit a few bars, knowing that you're gonna have a freshly rolled blunt waiting for you because there's a guy in the studio and you can't have your engineer do it because he's got to be doing like the knobs and shit. Yeah. So you got a separate person whose job is to just sit there, nod his head like your shit's fire even if it sucks because we're not paying you to be a critic here. You know, just roll a blunt. You know, dude travels with him everywhere. Yeah. A, a paid travel, paid hotel. All you gotta do is fucking roll perfect blunts. I got. I mean, you know, if I, I I had a friend roll me two joints to take to a wedding once, and like the people at this wedding, like they they thought I was Snoop Dogg. That's how good <laughs> these joints were. I'm like, no, man. Like I, you know, I got them off a friend. I I, I she she knew I was gonna be busy. Whenever and didn't have time to roll it. Whenever this I whenever I did smoke way back when, and I can tell you the last time I did smoke, and that was over seven years ago. Um. It's, you know, smoked up a glass piece, man. I, I, I was that bitchy one. Like, I, I gotta have a glass bowl with a left-handed card, prefer, preferably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I smoke joints. We smoke, you know, freak black and milds. I've smoked a blunt, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I'd prefer to smoke out of a glass bowl with a left-handed card, preferably. But, I mean... Uh, go to you know, the left-handed car was basically because for driving. But mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, also I'm left-handed. But well, you hold the lighter in your right hand. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't work a lighter with my left hand. It's weird. Yeah, so I mean, I can. Like, I'm, don't don't like hand me that lighter and make me show you because I will light it. <laughs> it, it, it. You'll be like, you lied. I mean, no, but it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel natural. Yeah. You're right. It, yeah, you can do it. It just doesn't feel natural. Like right. I feel natural in my right hand with the lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can do it left handed, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, that and. And then with your knee, and then you got to shift, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, because we've also been we while we're driving. Come on, who are we get very, very thankful for the little <laughs> steering wheel column adjuster lever. <laughs> that is key. <laughs> so what's up with this car that I'm driving for the first time ever? Because so and so's not allowed to have his keys right now for some reason. <laughs> My knee doesn't even reach the steering wheel on this thing. <laughs> We'll figure that out on the way home. <laughs> oh, wait, there's the adjuster. Perfect. Uh, but no, uh, you got, now we went off on a tangent about weed, but anyway. Um, Major. But we got. Uh, we didn't go off on a tangent about weed that long when fucking Josh was on. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. Ah, oh, fuck. We just talked about women's soccer all night. I know, right? <laughs> um, but no, so uh, college basketball is in full effect. Uh, coming in, uh, you got a lot of these fluff games, is what we like to call them. Um, right, but, but Kentucky lost. Kentucky lost? They lost to Evansville. Oh, shit. So talk about your fluff games. <laughs> I thought you. I thought that was a segue that you built in to talk about. No, I yeah, didn't even know Kentucky yeah, they, yeah, they, they number one team got beat last night by Evansville. Wow. Which I'm not even sure what division they're in, but it ain't D1. <laughs> uh, no. So that, so that Evans, happened. Evansville's what, D3... Could be. They're D3 in, like, BG Kentucky, I Kentucky think? does play a D3 game pretty frequently. Like, they, they play Transylvania College. Well, Bobby Moe was up playing down there. Yeah, Bobby Moe went down there, years. and that, that that had everything to do with Coach Cal being Coach from Cal being from, yeah. But, like, just within their local area, there are several D3 schools that field basketball teams that, you know, will go and basically get the tar knocked out of them by the blue devil or not the blue devils the wildcats yeah um but not evansville not not tonight or last night uh yeah that was so that i didn't see any of it i don't think that was on like a conventional channel i mean i know that like that's the, why they, they love to it. show kentucky games but they're not going to show kentucky versus evansville so that should happen also last night memphis was on television they've got mm-hmm. that i don't even remember who they played but they got that guy who was ruled uh, ineligible by the NCAA because Penny Hardaway helped pay for his yeah. family's moving expenses. Yeah, and, uh, and Memphis, and Memphis said bullshit. like Memphis said like, well, you know, we we disagree with your suspension, so they've just been playing him. Right, and he's played two games. But and I turned on the game and on uh, Verizon. I checked the info. Oh, here it is. It was last night. Uh, number one, UK stunned by Evansville. Purple Aces sixty seven Wildcats sixty four, uh, UK UK favored by twenty five points, uh, based on Caesar's Palace, Evansville eighth in preseason MBC poll, uh, BPI gave Evansville four percent chance to win. Wow, yeah, so that happened. That I missed that one. Thank you, Matt, for being up there now i wonder how much of an effect that will have ultimately like kentucky could win every other game for the rest of the year 
Yeah, they can end up going into tournament like twenty six and one. But do they drop down? Are they automatically like the fourth worst or like you know the the lowest of the one seeds just because of that bad loss? I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll have to see like how many other teams have losses at the end of the year and what what all the these like you know statistical compilations like the Ken Palm and the RPI like they have to say about this, but. If you're a stats nerd who likes to track that sort of thing, like this is some big anomalous data, like real early in the season, that you all get to wrap your heads around. So congratulations for that, I guess. Um, but anyway, I was watching on on Verizon on the on the info, and they're talking about this player. This is the big story about Memphis is that they're playing a guy who was really yeah. ineligible, right? But the, the Verizon info it said he was ruled illegible. So, it's like I don't care if I can read him or not, man. Like I just need to know if he got paid by his high school coach, who's now also his college coach. Yeah, it um, seems a little more wonky than like that case of the Ohio State player. And he's out who, this week against. He's out because he took a loan that he paid back. He took a loan from a family friend that he paid back to fly his girlfriend out to the Rose Bowl. Which last is, year. Well, if you're gonna, if, sorry, but if you're gonna play college football for free, like. What's the point if you can't ultimately, bring your girlfriend it, to watch you play in the Rose Ultimately, Bowl? what everybody said is that the family friend should have just bought the ticket for them and not... For and, the girl. And, for the girl. Right. To fly him out yeah. and whatnot and not give it to him first. It's kind of dumb. I was out. thinking the same thing. Like, I'm not like a master criminal or anything, but like, I think I'd at least have enough sense to be like, hey, buddy, like, what's your girlfriend's name? Does she have a Facebook you know what I yeah. mean? And just, like, reach out to her, like, you know, independently of anybody who has anything to do with the athletic department at The Ohio State University. Yeah. But you know what? That's just me. Yeah, I'm, but the kid from I'm Memphis... I'm not enough of a criminal to work for the NCAA, like... But the kid from Memphis is, <laughs> but is I know. uh... You know, Hardaway was his coach in high school. Now he's at Memphis. And, you know... There's 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 some grooming going on there. There's something there. There's some grooming going there's on there. There's something there. And, and I and that's why I really I respect Memphis saying like so what? Yeah. They're they're playing what them. Basically what they're saying is like so what if I did the quid pro quo? If he if he It's goes, not illegal. Yeah. Everyone does yeah, it. Yeah, but pet, but Memphis is playing the kid. And yeah. in the event it gets it gets uh found that he's ineligible, they have to vacate the wins they have. Which I mean if they make the ruling after the season, like say Memphis, like let's just say Memphis wins the national championship. All anyone's going to remember is them winning the national championship. The NCAA can come back and say like, Oh, well, we're going to vacate that. You know, they don't give the title to someone else. They don't give no, they don't. like Joe Paterno's vacated victories. were not all like handed back to the coaches that he right. beat. In, yeah. like, whatever 100-some games that, that they decided was, yeah. were illegitimate, right? You know, like, freaking Joe Tiller and, like, Urban you know, Meyer and Jim Tressel like, didn't get, like, extra victories and we because all have of those Penn, Penn State's State, and we all, wins. And we all have those Penn State fans that and friends that are like, I remember being there for that game. You can't tell me that wasn't a win. Exactly. You know, well, they do. They take the banners down. Yeah. I think the banners are still down in Michigan from... The Fab Five. But everybody remembers the Fab Five. Yeah. And the banners are gone, but everybody knows. I mean, whatever. And none and, of those guys ever amounted to anything. Now, my question is I, I don't know if we've ever <laughs> answered this question before or 
or even found out the information, if a team wins a national championship mm-hmm. and they come up that they were dirty and they vacated that shit and said that there was no national, did they have to get the rings back? I have no idea. I don't know either. Like, because I'd be like, the closest you. we ever came was with USC. But they didn't win the, like, BCS because that was the year that LSU won it with mm-hmm. Saban. But they, they had something going on with Reggie Bush and that, that whole thing. I don't... They didn't get rings, I don't believe. I don't think they got rings for being number one in one of the polls that was not the important. I think they got they, they got a bowl ring. They Everybody, a bowl ring? They get a bowl ring. Yeah. But... They get a bull ring, like Rose Bowl ring or whatever. They traded the rings for tattoos, and then they all got banned for yeah, life, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I don't know if, like, the NCAA, you know, the guys get the rings and whatnot, and they have to give the rings back. Like, I'd be like, fuck you, I ain't giving a shit back. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I gave mine to Putin. Leave me alone. <laughs> go, go talk to him. I gave, uh, yeah, I gave mine to Vladimir Putin. Putin already stole mine. I can't give it back. <laughs> Because he stole Robert Kraft's Super Bowl ring. Just just so we know that, that that's a thing that happened and we can never not remember that. It's very important to remember. No matter what happens with the Patriots going forward, no matter what happens with U.S.-Russian relations going forward, like, Putin totally pulled the, like, hey, let me see that, that's cool, and then just straight up took it and dipped. <laughs> that's funny as shit, it is. Um... So, speaking of, uh, you already moved in the NFL, talking about Robert Kraft. Um, <clears throat> not that there's any news on Robert Kraft. I massaged just... my way into the NFL. Yeah, Matt's massaged his way into the NFL right now. And judging by the time on the clock, this is probably going to be the ending. I hope it's a happy one. <laughs> That's awesome. So what you got? Patriots didn't even play this week. No, they didn't. They were on a bye week. I had half my fantasy team sitting on a fucking bench because yeah. they were on a bye. I had Sonny um, Michelle. That's not a big loss, though. I have Sonny Michelle. Kind of sucks, I have Rex so. Burkhead. I have, um, I have um, Edelman. Uh, you know, Edelman was... That hurts. Uh, yeah. Edelman hurts. Edelman's... One of one of those three guys is going to have a big game every week. And it's usually not Sonny Michelle. It's usually Edelman and uh, Sonny Michelle... Actually, hasn't been too bad fantasy wise. Uh, again, my fantasy football team. He's my, not a number two running back. He's my number two running back. Well, but he's uh, he's not. I'll, like, I'll tell you, last year he's best as like a last three. year. My fantasy team was stud all the way through championship everything. This year, I can't make a right move to save my fucking life. I made the worst um, decision with my quarterback this week. Even if I had played Kyle Allen. I he would have done better than Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was terrible. Dude, if I would have played Jameis Winston over Drew Brees, I would have done way better. If I would have even dropped, if Rivers had only thrown one interception <laughs> instead of three, if I, I probably dropped, would have won my game. If I would have dropped Jameis Winston and picked up Daniel uh, uh, Daniel Jones from the Giants, yeah, he threw fucking 41, 41 fantasy points this week. Like, ah. But, like, Drew Brees is back healthy. I'm like, all right, okay, they're playing the Falcons and da 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 That game was a stinker. I watched that whole game. It was I was game. at home. It was a, that, that game was a stinker. Yeah. It was. Yeah, you could tell. And like, I also have Julio you turn Jones. On, you turn, as soon as I turned it on, like, there was just no kind of, like, And I also flow. have Julio there was, Jones. There was no, like, atmosphere. Like, the, the Saints were playing bad. 
you know, like, yes, you had Julio Jones, but he didn't have the home crowd behind him to, like, No, but Julio Jones up. hasn't had a good season this year. No, it hasn't. This has been a bad year for the Falcons. It's been a bad year the for... The Falcons have just been, like... Football. The, the Falcons have been on, like, a three-year decline ever since they lost that Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, they, they blew the second half of the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the Patriots. And, they've been and like, they, they've since. just been walking backwards ever since, yeah. Yeah. Um... How about uh, this bullshit going on with um, Kaepernick getting a workout in Atlanta? Uh, have you read, seen anything about it? Yeah. So here's the deal. So you tell me what that deal is because I want to hear about it. All right. So the NFL decided that they're going to have a tryout for Kaepernick to work out in front of all thir- representatives from all 32 teams. And... Apparently, the first thing that I heard about it after, like, the initial announcement was that Kaepernick didn't, like, he, like, they didn't talk to him about when they were actually going to have it. So this was, like, the NFL just kind of, like, unilaterally deciding that this is when it's going to happen. There are not going to be any personnel there who actually have decision-making power. So he's basically just going to be working out for scouts. So the scouts can then go back to, you know their personnel departments and say like, Hey, he looks, he looks decent or he looks not so good, whatever. Um, but he's not going to be able to like interview with anybody who might actually have hiring authority. Um, it re it really just seems like kind of the NFL covering its ass dog and pony show dog and pony show. Yeah. Like show trial. Um, like whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, Hey, you're, you're invited to come work out in front of representatives from, up to, but not guaranteed, all 32 teams. Um, and yeah, maybe they'll go back and, and say, like, that you still look good. Well, because they're doing it on a fucking Saturday. Well, yeah. the Falcons are away. Yeah. Uh, they're doing it in Atlanta Stadium. You have, like you said, representatives from all the teams. No one that can actually make an executive decision. Yeah. Um, the dude's been out of football for three years. He's 32 years old. And... You know, honestly, my personal opinion, dude's getting blackballed. That's just my personal right, opinion. Right, and this is the NFL covering their asses. Like, then they, they, they can say, like, we didn't blackball them. Like, we had an open tryout with all 32 teams and there's been other on teams. a Saturday and smack how, in the middle of the season. How many quarterbacks went down this year? A lot. Okay. You just told me Daniel Jones got 40 points in fantasy. And that that came right on the heels of me telling you that I would have won my fantasy matchup if I had started Kyle Allen. Okay, and these are like these are the guys who were drafted to be starters eventually for teams. There are also a whole bunch of teams who don't even have third string quarterbacks right now. And the I mean, Steelers are sitting right would, now. Would, would the Steelers would, benefit from having a guy with NFL experience, like as a backup, to as Mason a Rudolph? backup to, well, as a backup to Hodges because I, I'm Team Duck. I uh, I like Duck too. I think he throws a better ball than Rudolph. I personally Rudolph might have other attributes that make him a better like prospect as a quarterback, but I think like Duck throws tighter spirals and is more accurate. My than my Rudolph. personal opinion That's is just that after Duck won that game, uh, they should have not um, went back to Rudolph. I believe they blackballed Duck. There you go. No, not really. I'm not not to make light of the Kaepernick situation, but like seriously, like. You know the NFL is the ones that are being sued. Like they're not—they're not like suing the individual teams. It's—it's it's a collusion complaint against the NFL. 
So for the NFL to say like, well, we're just going to like, and they, this is not how they do it. This has never happened, right? Like they don't normally like teams decide like you want to come work out, you can work out. Maybe, maybe like a guy might do a workout like in his whatever home base he has where like, you know, some scouts are there. But like to, to just set up, it's like a mini combine for just one person that's in Atlanta instead of Indianapolis. When everybody knows Colin Kaepernick is based in New York, first of all, and, you know, the, the teams that might need a backup, you know, I mean, shit, Atlanta needs a starter. Why, why can't he just go try out for the Falcons on a Tuesday? So, and, like, try to get on, uh, like, the squad. For, Eric, like, the Eric Reed, Eric Reed said that uh, this just feels like a PR stunt. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's workout scheduled by the NFL for Saturday is disingenuous. Yeah. Right, yeah, they're, they're, they're just saying, like, we want to give you a chance, but what they really mean is, like, we don't want you to be able to sue us for, you know, making it, like, impossible for you to get a shake. So they're going to they're gonna have them come, like, throw a bunch of passes, and some people are going to go home and say, like, yeah, like, he threw a bunch of passes. You know, he, he looked okay. But, like, everybody knows you don't get hired in the NFL in the middle of a season until you like walk into a practice facility and like, work out do with a physical and, work and out talk with the to teams. the freaking coach. Mm-hmm. So so uh we'll move on from the cap situation which um like we like a lot of people out there are saying Stephen A Smith was very vocal this morning on uh first take about it. Um I I believe it's a PR stunt. It and the thing is, like, he is. got blackballed when he, like, you know, wasn't three years removed from the league, and now he is three years removed from the league, so they have that excuse. Yeah. And it's like, it's, you, you can blackball somebody, and by the time, like, justice actually catches up to you, it's too late, because now you've got the, well, like, now, he well, hasn't played in three Well, years. also, now the NFL is standing to lose a bunch of money in a lawsuit, like yeah. you said. So they're, so so. they're going to cover their asses. And they're gonna they're probably gonna win the lawsuit because they're doing a good job at covering their asses. Um But like they're not they're not give, they're not team, giving him a fair shake. Let me just say he took a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. And they would have probably won the Super Bowl if the power hadn't gone out in the Superdome. <laughs> they had all the momentum. They did. They had all the momentum. And as much as everybody in Pittsburgh like didn't want them to win because they didn't want San Francisco to be tied with the Steelers, and, well, and, now Bowls, and, and now nobody, doing... nobody was like standing on a on their bar stool, like waving a fucking purple towel for the Ravens either. No, you know what I mean. I would have been fine either way that game. It was kind of like the you know the proverbial well, rock in a hard. Well, place. And, and now we have and now we have the fucking New England Patriots already tied the Steelers with six Super Bowl wins. Yeah, and Tom Brady has all fucking six of those motherfuckers mm-hmm. since two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll have seven would, soon. Would you rather? Would you rather have San Francisco, a storied franchise, tie you a six, or Tom motherfucking Brady tie you a six? Six that were won by like four by Montana, one by Steve Young, and one by Colin Kaepernick is a lot easier to stomach than six by Tom Brady. Yeah, because it Tom is. Brady is the Steelers' dad. Like Brady is to Steelers as Yankees are to Pedro. Ah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the truth. So, uh, did you watch uh, any... I don't know if you get Showtime or whatnot. I don't get Showtime. I don't get Showtime. But I, I, I 
get some video clips here and there. How about Mr. Ray Lewis? Uh, ultimate Steeler um, killer, hater, uh, has also been known uh, to be run over by some Steelers in, the, in his mm -hmm. time. He was the number one draft pick for the Ravens when he became the Ravens. Um, Not the best eyewitness. <laughs> if you're if you're a district attorney, <laughs> not the best eyewitness. Um, University of Miami alum. Um, he was on a Hall of Famer, linebacker, hell of a player, hell of a guy. Uh, from what I understand, he uh, was on the Showtime show and was talking with uh, they had Lamar Jackson on, who is the current Ravens quarterback. Who is having a hell of a year and is making a uh, statement for NFL MVP and also just a all-around hell of a quarterback. The Ravens beat the Patriots. The Ravens are number one in the uh, AFC North division. Ray Lewis uh, was at the game uh, with the Patriots, the Patriots-Ravens game. He was talking about uh, when he was in the box and he was talking to the owner and said, I got a couple quarters left in me. I'll come back and play. I'll come back and play with LJ. Um, that'd be fun. And uh, I don't know. Uh, Ray Lewis coming back to play. Um, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Like, Is that even possible to have happen? Uh, we've seen it happen in hockey. We've seen it happen in um, uh, MLB uh, and the NBA in hockey. But can a Hall of Famer come back and play? Because uh, you know Ray Lewis is like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll come back and play at LJ. You know, he's on the field. They're doing drives, seven minutes, nine minutes. He goes, I never had that in my career. He's like, I can come back and play, and uh, you know, I'll back him up. You know, I. I Ray Lewis is a showman. He is. Okay, like, he's... He can't come back and play. He's been well, out of the league as long as Kaepernick. Well, he's a Hall of Famer. And he plays so, defense. Well, Ray Lewis has been out of the league longer than Kaepernick. Right, he's so if you, if you... If people are saying that a quarterback can't take three years off and then, like, stand back in the pocket and throw balls... Are they going to then turn around and tell you that a linebacker could come in and, like... You know, run up against you know big DeCastro motherfuckers every week for like sixteen weeks in a row. Like it's bullshit. There's no way. I mean, he what what channel was he on when he said this? Showtime. Showtime. Exactly. It was on the sports. It's a show. show. Yeah. Yeah. He's his job is to be provocative. Okay. He was provocative when he was a player. You know, with his interviews and his dancing, like he backed it up with his play on the field. If he didn't, like, he, no one would take him seriously now. But, like, pe people still take him seriously because he's a Hall of Fame player. But let's not forget that, like, part of the attraction of Ray Lewis the whole way, the whole way, was showmanship. And part of showmanship is making big claims that you can't necessarily back up because you know that, like, there's no way to actually, like, put it to the test. True. So, uh, we gotta end here shortly. But we haven't even talked about the Steelers. We didn't get to talk about the Steelers, man. We're gonna, they beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. I mean, like, we thought that that was going to be a tough game. It, it was them. a tough 
game. It was not the kind of game we expected. Not at all. Steelers defense is fucking on, on fire? fire this year. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, I, I, I made, I watched, because I watched the game with my dad, and like, I, I made an argument about Bud Dupree, and he's like, oh, well, Bud Dupree's playing for a contract. Well, you know, guess what? You're gonna you're gonna like tell tell me my whole life that capitalism is like the answer, and then you're gonna say that there's like something unseemly about Bud Dupree playing better when there's money on the line. Like, all right, no, like I say, like like enjoy everybody enjoy Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree and his contract here. If he leaves, so be it. Um, he's fucking balling out right he's now. He's balling out right he's now. He's balling out right now. And, and uh, right. T.J. Watt is balling out. Cam Hayward. I'm so glad he's not injured anymore. So, so here's a here's a fun stat. How about uh, Mika Fitzpatrick? He's having a uh, phenomenal year. It's crazy to think that the Dolphins ever wanted to let him up, uh, give him up because uh, they're the trying to place, tank, right? They're trying uh, to tank, but then they screwed then they, it up by like winning, two, by winning two games. <laughs> <laughs> and we and, thought and, the Steelers were going to screw and, that pickup. And, and that's the uh, Fitzpatrick, the other Fitzpatrick phenomenon. Yeah, where. He comes in and gets into quarterback and he's like, we're going to start the old guy, and he wins two games. Uh-huh. Uh, but how about this? Uh, 22-year-old Mika Fitzpatrick, 42 tackles on the season. He has two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, six pass deflections, four interceptions, and two touchdowns. And by the way... That touchdown was by the way, weird. I was all not those stats, convinced about that All touchdown. those stats, except for the 42 tackles and two of the... Um, Pass deflections, or as a stealer. Mm. Uh, out of those 42 tackles, I think 30 of them are with the Steelers. Yeah. You know, Cassini played two games at the Dolphins this year. So, you know, there, there's the uh, uh, the, the pre-Minka and the post-Minka mm-hmm. uh, factor here. Uh, dude's pulling out. I love that well. I have a 39 jersey with a Fitzpatrick duct tape. Ah! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wear it Sunday because I, I went out to dinner with my family and I didn't want to wear a duct tape jersey in a restaurant. You know, I, I understood. But next week, like when I'm at a shitty bar, yeah, right, wearing that shit, you bet. Yeah, <laughs> heard that shit. Um, but no, this this past week's game against the Rams, they shut down, and I have Todd Gurley on my fantasy team. They 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 didn't shut him down. He only got seventy five yards. All right. So, as a fancy football player, you're like, eh. But as a Steelers fan, I'm like, sweet. Shut down Todd Gurley, you know? Yeah. And then um, Cooper Cup had no receptions whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick had that uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown. I'm watching that. I watched that. <laughs> so, I watched the first half at home and then went to the restaurant to meet my family. I'm sitting on my couch like, well, let's... It's not a fumble. That's crazy. Like I'm, in the NFL these days, they get all these. There's a lot of like his arm wasn't going. There's forward. a lot of fumble recoveries where the defense picks it up and kind of jogs into the end zone. And they're like, "Oh no!" It was because a they're pass. gonna, they know it's gonna be reviewed. Yeah. But at the same time, the defense isn't willing to like risk injury to like tackle the guy. Right. And so this is one of those. Like Fitzpatrick, I'm just like they're gonna call this back. And, yeah, and I'm like, I'm glad that he threw an incomplete pass. Yeah. I'm not going to be greedy. I don't need every play to be a pick six or like a fumble recovery six. And then they go away forever and I, you know, I get distracted and looking, looking at my cats or whatever, playing on my phone, something like that. And then they come back and they're kicking the extra point. And I'm like, well, 
What was well, the logic behind well, but this? But when you start off with the, the game of fucking Mason Rudolph's first snap from center is over his head, that was on Pouncey. Yeah, I didn't and even see the, that. I didn't the defense, turn the TV on in time. I thought the game was on CBS. And then the defense... <laughs> and I'm like watching post-game shit. And the defense... Like, where's the Steelers, man? Yeah. <laughs> and then the Steelers are down seven points in the first, like, minute. Well, they're down a touchdown before <laughs> yins or idiots like me figure out that it's on Fox for a change. <laughs> you know it's like, someone's fault. Like, oh, shit. It's somebody's fault. You know, but uh, the the defense is just playing out, out lights out right now. They're just ridiculous. Um, this week they got Cleveland tomorrow night on a Thursday, Thursday night, opposite night, of pit game. Yeah, opposite of pit game and call back to the first hour of our show. And it's okay. Here you go. Steelers Cleveland. We the record speaks for itself. Cleveland's beat the Steelers one time in the last like. Off the top of my head, I want to say one in the last, I don't know, 12 years? Mm-hmm. 2014 was the last time Cleveland won. I know yeah. that for sure. They tied last year, and that was a whole up in arms bullshit. And that's what <laughs> caused the Steelers not to get the playoffs Big last year. Big part of it. Because of that tie. One point is all it would have taken. <laughs> and it wasn't just one point. Like They blew a pretty sizable lead. I think in Tomlin's the, the only coach in the NFL to have two ties on his record. Uh, but, um, you know, so you're going to Cleveland short week. Cleveland's short week, too. Who the fuck in your defense are you going to double? I was talking to a guy in the trolley today. I actually know. He's a server and bartender. Mm. And I, I signed him on a trolley this afternoon. And we were talking about this. Who are you going to double? OBJ? Landry? OBJ's your deep threat. Landry's your uh, uh, crossfield, crossfield more slot guy. Both of them are excellent receivers. And don't forget, Landry can go deep too. Uh, usually when he goes deep, he's going deep down the middle. But OBJ's always that sideline deep guy. Um, who are you going to double? Who are you going to put on him? Steven Nelson? Joe Hayden? And Joe Hayden's now questionable. Uh, due to illness, mm. apparently like the flu or bronchitis or some shit. Oh no! And then you got Mika Fitzpatrick. Gross. And Mika Fitzpatrick is playing the safety position, and I don't want to compare him to Palomalu as a total player. Not the same style, but, but he's showing some of the same movements and mm-hmm. showing some of the same. Things that Palomalu did. If you watched that game against the Rams, you would see Fitzpatrick be up on the line, come up on the line, and then drop back into mm-hmm. coverage. Or he'd be 30 yards deep, and he's running up to the ball as they snap it, and he's getting the guy in the backfield. Yeah, Stuff like that. I'm not saying he's going to dive over the line and grab the quarterback and rip him down as the snap comes out. Stuff like that, like Palomalu did. But... He's showing some signs. Hell yeah. Um, which is good. Uh, so, you got OBJ Landry for for the Browns as the two stud receivers. You have um, uh, running back up there. Uh, what the fuck is his name right Nick now? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, 
who is controlling clock like no tomorrow and getting seven yards of carry average. Mm-hmm. And now you have Kareem Hunt, who's eligible and playing this week. He played last week, not a lot, but now he's been back with the team and got into the system and so forth. So you have Kareem Hunt up there as well. Okay, so I, I think I think what you're getting at is that you're you're trying to save me from like looking at my phone on Twitter during like the first quarter of the game Thursday night and seeing some pundit be like, Oh, the Steelers could lose this game because things aren't going well in like the first quarter. And you want me to be like appreciative of the fact that the the Steelers could totally lose to the Browns. They could. I'm not putting this out of the realm. And they of can't they, they can't possibly be playing this game at Heinz Field because Pitt's playing there. Correct. And I remember they're, that from earlier. They're playing in Cleveland. So this is a possible trap game for the Steelers. Yeah. Except for that it shouldn't be because it's a division opponent and they should always be up for it. Correct. But because it's the Browns, it's kind of a gray area. And we have because they're Rudolph a division opponent. They're also ben, the Browns. And Ben Roethlisberger. Ben's like undefeated in Ohio in his life. Um, he is the winningest quarterback in First Energy Stadium. Mm. Thank God you knew that. I would. You, you, you could have gone to your safe and come back and been like, <laughs> click, click. What's the name of the Brown Stadium? <laughs> yeah, and I, I would not have known. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is the winningest quarterback in First Energy Stadium in Cleveland with eleven and zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so all bets are off in, in, in that. I mean, we we don't have any data no. on Mason Rudolph in Cleveland. No, we don't. Um, the data we do have is showing that the um, Steelers... Oklahoma State never played John Carroll. No, 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 okay. no, not at all. Um, just saying, they haven't. Uh, so we're looking at this could be one of those traditional Mike Tomlin fuck up <clears throat> games or or a trap game. Could be you want to call it. Uh, I am as everything a, I hear about the Browns though is that Freddie Kitchens is like the worst coach they've had in some time. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear that too. But Cleveland isn't a bad team. They're coached On badly. paper, they're really good. They're coached badly. Yeah. On, on paper, they're, they've got a quarterback. They make dumb who, decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know what? A lot's to be said about the Steelers. That, that they've been coached badly and made dumb decisions. And Mike Tomlin even admitted this week in his press conference, after the game, when Mason Rudolph took the sack in the end zone for a safety... He's like, yeah, I called that play. That was my. He goes, that was my safety. Mm-hmm. I, that was my fault. You know, I called that play. He goes, and then, you know, Aaron Donald ended up getting free, and it was over. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that's what it was. Um, you know, but then Mike Jones was like, I also called this play, and we ended up scoring a touchdown on it, and it was great. Oh my god. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, it, it's, I'm a little weary about tomorrow night. I honestly am. I, I, it's not a Bengals game. It's not a, it's Bengals. not a Ravens game, but it's not a Bengals game. It's not a Ravens like game, it's, it's not a Bengals game. Yeah. This, this is a team that, that lacks direction, but has talent. They do. 
as opposed to the Ravens, who apparently have everything going for them right now. You know, and what's funny is every time OBJ in Cleveland wants to wear a $300,000 watch Mm -hmm. while he's playing a game, I just think back to Major League, the movie Major Mm -hmm. League, where he's like, are you thinking getting a high-priced talent on the team? Oh, well, we forgot about Doran because he's only high-priced. <laughs> you know, problem is, OBJ is high-priced and he's talented. So, I come back to the Steelers' defense, who's playing pretty lights out right now. Mm-hmm. Who are you doubling? OBJ, Landry. The tight end situation isn't an issue, but the tight ends have beaten the Steelers. But Njoku's out, and he's been on injury reserve. Chubb in the backfield, now you got Kareem Hunt to worry about, too. So, I think this could be a game that OBJ ends up with, like, two catches for, like, 40 yards. Landry across the middle, and maybe a slant route or two uh, with, like, four or five catches. You know call for 80 yards you gotta watch out for cream hunt and chubb whatever okay so here's here's my thing like first of all obj seems to get very frustrated if he doesn't get involved like you know like he like he had that one game where he was wide open and they didn't throw to him and that's on the quarterback yeah so i think what you do i think you can get away with single coverage on obj if you're doing things that are going to confuse the quarterback's eyes when he's doing that look in his progression, which is probably going to be like the first look on most plays. Yeah. So why not go back to some of like Tomlin's roots as a cover two defensive coordinator? Oh, wait, where you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got man, you've got man corners and then you've got like safeties covering. So you're asking Tomlin to do what he did. In 2002, as a safeties coach and a linebackers coach? No, I'm not asking. Like, he he was not the defensive coordinator even back then. But no. I'm saying that the principle applies. Like, you know, you've, you've got man coverage on both wide receivers. And then you've got a safety helping out over top. Um, you know, what that... I mean, the, the drawback to that is, like, you're taking guys out of the box to, like, help with the run game. But I think you can confuse Baker Mayfield if, you know, every once in a while you show him a different look. Especially on, on, a, on a likely passing down, you know. Get, get, get that man coverage. Make him put the ball in space. Like, if you have good man coverage, like, the, that forces the quarterback to make a perfect throw. You know, the reason you double somebody is if you just want to shut them down altogether. Like, you double Randy Moss. Because he's got like a freakish ability to get up for balls while he's covered, and he's, and he's big six, enough, six five. You know, so. he can shed a Joe Hayden type by just like flicking his elbow while he's reaching up with the other hand to catch the ball. Okay, I, I think I think the the way the Steelers handle the the receivers that Cleveland has is to throw different looks at the quarterback. It's not even about how you handle the receivers well, necessarily. I'm looking at this week as a Steelers fan. Fuck yeah, we're going to Cleveland going to win. As a realist, it's going to be a tough game. And 
we'll see what comes out on the other side. Um, as a betting person, we all know I don't bet the home team. Um, but as a betting person, Cleveland's actually favored two and a half this week. Well, they're at home. Well, they're at home. Anything less had... than four points is a home. Well, well the, the home I team mean... always gets that three-point favorite. Yeah, so they don't I mean, even they get drop from there. So yeah. Cleveland's a two and a half favorite. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not touching the game betting-wise. Um, Steelers fan? Yeah, we're going to run this shit. Realist? It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a... It's going to be a tough game. Just like every game, there's going to be drama. You know, it's going to be a short week. Both teams, short week. Division game. Um, you got... Uh, uh, and like you said earlier, is Cleveland on paper is the better team. They're not, I didn't say they're better than the Steelers on paper. They're better than the Bengals no, on paper. No, no, no. They're better than the Steelers on paper, currently. With the Steelers lineup, they're better. On, on paper, they're better. With Rudolph at quarterback, yeah, as opposed to Ben, yeah, okay, yeah, they are, yeah, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, I personally, like I said, I you know, I, I, I'm a little worried, but um, you should always be a little worried. It's the Steelers, yeah. It's like they're either playing down to a bad opponent or they're playing someone better than them. So there are no guarantees, and it's Thursday night, and everybody's gonna be watching. It's not like. It's not as big as Sunday night football, but I feel like the Thursday night games are almost like more popular than Monday night. Eh, no, they're not. Really? <laughs> okay, well, like last, last that Monday night game with Seattle was was nuts, dude. That but a was lot a of great a lot game. of Monday night games are crap, and people are just bored with football. Oh, that was a great after game. like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That, yeah. Yeah, that Seattle-San Francisco game was awesome. I'm just saying, the Thursday night games have been better this year. They have been. Than last year. They have been. They're getting, they're getting better. It's still, it still sucks. Maybe that'll be part of the new CBA, like no more Thursday games. Or maybe it'll be like uh, only only teams on bye weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Put a team on like, yeah. You know, have... have no have, more short weeks. No, no more like no more four short days weeks. to prep. Yeah, no yeah. more short weeks. So like... Have a bye week Sunday, Thursday night game, and then you don't play again until next Sunday. Yeah, that would be a that would be a good part. That would obviously hey, hamper. You like, should you should go in. They have already heard that idea, and the, I'm I guarantee you the league is like. But then we would be forced to pit teams against each other who have common bye week, and that doesn't necessarily lend itself to intrigue. Like, you know, just two teams. It's not a rivalry game. It's just a game between two teams who had a week off. Right, you know, and that's not what they're about. Trying to get people to tune in for their Thursday night games. True that. True that. But you know what? It doesn't matter what, like how they try to sell it, because they put the Steelers on. So we're gonna watch. At yeah. least this week. Yeah, we are this week for sure. You'd be stupid not to, or you'd like fall asleep through the first half, like I did for that Monday night game. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Uh, <laughs> I I slept through a half of a Sunday night game. Yeah, so it happened to be after our golf tournament. Yeah, Thursday's not a Thursday's not one of my like catch up on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll be awake on Thursday. Monday. Uh, Sometimes weekends are hard. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Sometimes you need a Monday nap, and it's always better to nap when the sun is like slightly on the horizon. Heard that. 
All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening to Matt and I here at Bold Sports on episode 104. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 105. Uh, we'll recap this Thursday night game here, uh, the Steelers and Browns, as well as some college football, college basketball. We'll see what happened in the WPIL this past week uh, with that and then going forward in the state playoffs. And uh, don't forget to check us out on the Twitter at Bold PGH Sports on the Twitter. Always follow Bold Pittsburgh as well. We post our shows there. And uh, on the Instagram as well, uh, we get, we had some video, or sorry, uh, audio clips going out there. And uh, we'll see what's going on uh, next week. Have a good one. Yeah. Matt, good what do you morning. got going on? Anything good? <sighs> Just, we'll see how the Steeler game goes. Yeah, we'll see how the Steeler maybe, game goes. Maybe my whole weekend's ruined. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think we can ruin a whole weekend over one game. We'll, we'll be back. I don't have any soccer to like look forward to, so it's basically go Steelers. Um, go Vikings. You already beat Pine Richmond once, so you can do it again. <laughs> Matt's pulling for his uh, alma mater. Of course I'm pulling, High man. school alma mater. I, I don't expect any less. It's a football wouldn't. power. They said so on the Penn State game. I don't know if you heard it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Peace, folks. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com. <laughs>